What do you mean the tower is gone? Thieves steal 200-foot structure from Alabama radio station. Small radio they station. Mess. Somebody told them there was copper in it. They said, <laughs> if you take this cat tower, there's at least 100 pounds of pure copper in this here tower. This is that not the thing was gone tower. in an hour. <laughs> they didn't get a picture of the tower before it was taken. So here's a picture of another tower that represents what a radio tower looks like. You can turn pure copper into meth. Oh. Huh. Now the interesting thing is WJLX, a station in Jasper, Alabama, was ordered to go off the air by the FCC after the thieves took their station's AM tower, uh, something, something they have an FM tower too. Uh, they didn't realize it was a thievery until it was discovered by a lands landscaping crew. So I guess no one was listening to the AM station, but they have an FM station. And let's see, the FCC notified WJLX on Thursday morning that the station would have to go off the air because of the theft. While WJLX still has its FM transmitter and tower, it's not allowed to operate its FM transmitter while the AM station is off the air. Oh, for wow. a reason I don't understand yet. So, and, oh, go ahead. Well, it's it's this radio station didn't have it insured, so to replace their AM station is going to cost them a hundred thousand to hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is more money than they have. You know, they're they're fierce monopolies in the radio business. Yes, back in the Clinton years, they deregulated the communications laws, and so there's pretty much like one or two companies that own most of the radio stations and if this is a small radio station company maybe it was stolen by one of the big guys trying to put put them out of business because that big would definitely who has it. a helicopter available to pick the thing up and yeah take it away what's what's the guy's name fox news uh the guy that owns fox news rupert rupert yeah, don't say it. Murder. Murder rock. Murder socks. Murder socks. Were there, were there any witnesses? Did anyone happen to see anything, hear anything? Is it so oh, far no. remote that nobody would have uh -huh. suspected a thing? There, there might be security footage, but what are you going to do? I'm against yeah. a helicopter. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> At least, you know, four or five people can say, yes, I too saw that helicopter. And I don't know. I'm sure there's ways to find out who owns what helicopter, right? If everything's registered. You can... Kanye West probably owns a helicopter by now. Right. Did you see his new album cover? Right. <laughs> wow. Some Nephilim back there. It looks like it could be a vulture. On a grave digger's shovel. But it's a chicken. And those who are seeing the image here might recognize this and think, well, that's a Burzum cover. And that's exactly what Kanye wanted you to think about at this moment when you see this mock up album cover, which is not the actual album cover that's officially used. And Today is February 10th, 2024. The release of his album, Volume 1, called Vultures, 
went live today online. It was on Spotify. Then it was removed from Spotify. I wonder if Kanye West has an exclusive deal with YouTube Music to allow people to stream the album. A lot of people leave in Spotify. Hmm. Did you say it was stolen by a helicopter? The album was stolen by a helicopter? Yeah. Or did they not get video of it being stolen off of uh, Spotify? I don't know. But his first album... His first album about him being a sad bear and leaving school was released 20 years ago on February 10th. So 20 years to the date, his new album released today. Oh, wow. Kanye West was a bear even before. Before other people started, started spreading <laughs> gravy around their ears. Wow. And that's kind of maybe a point we can get into deeper tonight uh, listening to Kanye West's first album where he's talking about political issues social issues and the struggle of being a young black man trying to get an education and then George Bush not caring about black people or something about hurricanes and women's names Katrina's and then today he's um, just dissing everybody and talking about having uh, sex with Jewish women so he can't be anti-semitic well, that's not logic. I can bring that slide up to uh, evidence here. See, Seems like uh, a pretty sound logic. Steve's. Uh, I gotta send. I gotta send the link over to Steve. Steve's gonna. He's got another show. He's got to be on here in just a minute. But he's uh, gonna pop in after that. Oh, cool! My he's favorite like hour. Or so he said. Perfect. Well, we could talk about Kanye for an hour. I'm okay with that. No, there's a no, lot going on. We cannot. <laughs> My favorite line is this ain't Columbine, but we came in with the trenches. But we can hold off on uh some of the current whatnots that are going on that I think are really uh some hot button subjects that we should talk about. Some there's some real crazy things going on right now. Um Especially uh, around technology and uh, the future possible censorship of such. But, uh, you know, and of course, it's you got to protect the kids. Nobody gave a fuck about protecting the kids when they were going to give them the pokey pokes. But, you know, either way, whether it's in the rear end or in the arm or whatever, they don't care about protecting the kids <laughs> then. But, you know. Back in my day, they give every kid a Game Boy Color and a Pokemon choice of red, yellow, or blue. And they said, go, nice. go collect all the badges and collect all the Pokemons. <laughs> we had to walk around uphill five miles to collect our pokemons and then it was downhill five miles to collect our pokemons we had to protect we our didn't get, we didn't get the good the good pokeballs that just grab on anyone we got so we had to put them in some wet paper bags <laughs> you know how hard it is to get a pokemon to stay in a wet paper bag oh my god yes for those longtime fans who want to go deep into the archives, WSW 98 has been released to our audio feed, our archive of audio. That's a fun one. Do you remember the title of that one? 
One time I had a Metapod escape from a wet paper bag. You can't even keep a Metapod in those things. Oh, my gosh. Metapod in a wet paper bag. Is that the title of the show tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I don't know what the show is on this side. So, something about uh, uh, titty goat ditches and uh, definitely... Oh, spoonerisms. Oh, Those are fun. He's ready for the link now, actually. He said he's got his wires crossed, so he's going to come play with us first. Sure. So. We do have an introduction if you want to play it. Wait. Yeah, do an introduction, and I'll send Steve a link, and then we can discuss some of those so we don't have to hear me talk about how people that are uh, worship Moloch and think that they're hash machines have a special talent of being able to get the entire shaft like all the way down to like not just the hair like to the like to the skin underneath without even making a gag sound and also they're usually named to ref you know and i didn't know if anybody wanted to hear about that but i i, I think that'll be important as we go through the kanye west uh, lyrics uh, line by line yeah and rating the, the greatest disses he price things about it. I, mm -hmm. I agree. Well, it's a uh, Valentine's Day, and emotions are mixed amongst most people. So let's uh, mix our emotions up and uh, 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 just, I guess, drink it up. I don't know. Jim, what's the name of the stream tonight? Do we decide? WSW two three nine. Fur shoes of vultures, or boat. Giddied Titch. In the labyrinth of the shadows we stand, fate of the world in our retails, our webs of fortress, intricately spun against the chaos, a second to none. In the shadows.
What's that? Are you somehow controlling my thing? The audio? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was my cat. <laughs> Blowing your mind. She had, she was just really radical. She had a skin tight jeans on with leather lace in the front and a skin tight yellow sweatshirt. Anyone miss dating shows? She walks like Morticia, too. Did you notice that? I don't think I miss them. A bird pooped on his hand. We still have Alex Stein if we want a memory. We didn't know each other. Which side of the hand was it? Those boat Gideon titches. 
boat getting to the Playing the marimba. <laughs> I love this guy. I love musicians. <laughs> Music is so healing. Just taking a sound bath right now. <laughs> Rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. <laughs> so is Alex Stein a, a dating show host now? Oh, no, he he went on like a couple of kind of dating shows, and then he he was a uh, uh, like a guest host on Cheaters oh. back in the day. He was on a reality show called Glass House. I don't particularly like the guy at all, but uh, I did think that that uh, uh, put a bullet in Putin's head thing that he did. That You got to give him credit where credit was due, even if I don't think much of the guy. That shit was hilarious. Well, he, uh, he's been on a, a, a humiliation ritual quest for fame and fortune for the last couple of years, and it seems to be working out all right for him. Yeah, so. yeah, that thing that thing he did was hilarious, and it got, yeah, it got him the attention. And then, you know, I I think it was probably fairly organic. I mean, that shit was hilarious. Why wouldn't it have caught on? You know, and and uh, it, it played very well because the the right wing, you know, took it the way they were supposed to, and they're like, oh my god, look at these people, and then they found out that he was actually trolling the left. So it got reposted by all these big agencies that were trying to show how bad libtards are and stuff on the right hand side. So, I mean, he really got trolled both sides. It was honestly brilliant. The, uh, the Dr. Fauci rap at the city council mm -hmm. was, was, and so right before that he came on AM wake up and he was in tears talking about how his, Mom was uh, sacrificed to Pfizer. Mm. And, mm. And, the, and how he had all of her cats. And he cried. He did. Uh, and then he lost our email address. And, <laughs> and how is, has anyone reached out to his mom? His mom is his, his mom got an email address, or is she She's, six feet deep. I, I I believe she did, in fact, step on a rainbow. Yeah. Okay. My mom also got the uh, clot shot and almost died. I was very worried. I was also going to lose my mother. She ended up uh, almost a year in intensive care regularly. Um, Jeez. And then they told her. Uh, 
it wasn't the clot shot which they gave her that gave her the clots it was uh that she has uh, had uh you uh, cervical cancer and that's obviously why she was getting blood clots okay. and so then and then they gave her the chemo and yeah it was it was a real scary year I think the good news is I read a headline stating that insurance companies could not use AI to deny people coverage. They just use the regular robots. Right. They just <laughs> use their actuarial scientific tables to determine what payouts might be and who's going to be too expensive to cover. So in case anybody didn't notice... Tonight we have with us Steve Poikinen from AM Wake Up and Slow News Day. And uh, we brought Steve on, um, A, because he's a good friend of mine and of the show, and B, because just some of the things going on that really should disturb anybody, like the basically anytime something is bipartisan, uh, it's that should just scare the shit out of you right immediately. And uh, uh, where they're coming in and it's to say to protect the kids and trying to put uh, lots of regulations on your tech and on your uh, social media and whatnot. And they're in there. Oh, it's because of you. <clears throat> so hoping to hear us uh, talk to Steve about that for a while and get his take on these kind of things that are going on. Sure. My my favorite quote about bipartisanship comes from George Carlin. He said, uh, bipartisan means that a larger than normal deception is taking place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That so means both sides are about to... <laughs> About to, if you've ever seen them really, really bad pornos, like you know, not that you've actually watched it, but you like saw you know clips of it at a party or something where two guys are trying to get into the same hole, that is that is bipartisan. So <laughs> there's a bunch of politicians in a room together, and then someone yeah. exclaims, Please think of the children, and then they all start like laughing and giggling in a dirty old man sort of way, and then you say, Don't think of the children in that way, please, senators. And poli yeah. po uh, policymakers, is is there is there a lot of dirt on these guys? Do they do they do dirty deeds for dirt cheap? Didn't they didn't they just bust one of them for like the, a couple of them for filming their Ooh. depravity in yeah. the Senate Judiciary Chamber? I yeah. this is you know I for uh, ever. Now we have had various blackmail and bribery scandals. We, you know, this, this. So here, here's the thing: is, is that apathy breeds tyranny, and, mm -hmm. and people became apathetic to the tyranny itself a while ago. And so that's why you see all of these crazy things that are like, oh, by the way, the NSA now, you know, technically lives in your house. And technically, that is, you know, quartering 
a, a member of the government, and technically that is a Third Amendment violation, but we're all going to pretend it's not because what's a constitution really? We don't even know what a woman is. How are we going to address a piece of paper? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's gotten real, real bad. And when you're watching these hearings, even the ones, it's, it's amazing their capability of taking very uh, uh, inflammatory issues and having these giant screaming debates and then having these very quiet things that go on that actually mean something where laws actually get passed. And <clears throat> I understand that they're claiming it's to save the kids, but if you think that letting the government, which the... Uh, has some of these agencies, they just had hearings where they, uh, in the hundreds of thousands of times, went in and illegally looked at Americans' things. And hundreds of thousands of times, not once or twice, not, oops, this one wasn't legal, it didn't mean, hundreds of thousands of times. And now they're trying to give them a direct back door into it to save the kids. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Let's. <clears throat> there, there's a, I get, there's a little bit of pushback on it, but it's probably going to, this is just, this is another step towards the full digital registry of your children and then you. Uh, and so if they can get all of these what what the goal is by the by 2025 is uh, all of the public school kids on the on an internet ID mm. so that they're gonna be able to help keep track of what they're doing really like you don't have eight billion snitch apps like you weren't marketing all of them during covid you know, um, it's a, with the thought process behind it is that if you force the children to register to get onto the Internet, you're going to de facto get at least half of the parents to follow because they're going to want to monitor and they aren't going to be able to monitor unless they have their online digital registry. It's a, uh, you know, it, it, I don't think the squeezing is incremental anymore. Everybody knows that the doddering old kid sniffing weirdo is, is fully gone fishing, you know. So this is the Kids Online Safety Act or KOSA COSA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> and at the same time, it's not as if they're defunding any of these agencies that mm -hmm. they're holding the hearings, they're proving the things, and nobody's being held accountable or liable. And they sit up there and they soapbox and they go, well, who's being held accountable? Like nobody's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And then they sign the check and then the whole thing's over. At the same time, social media, Meta, Instagram, 
they've announced that they're adding a new feature where you can limit the political content on your social media feed on Instagram here. This is how they're mocking it up to say that before this election year, people are already concerned that they're going to see too much political content. So you can choose, you can opt into seeing less political and social topics in your social media feed alongside of all the new features that have been added to Instagram, which allow you to shop for fashion and, and t-shirts and things through the application. So now Instagram is a catalog to buy merchandise and to not see political ads. So is Facebook going to say no to political advertisement money, or are they going to say yes, receive it, but then say some of our viewers have opted out of seeing the political advertisements that have been paid for? I mean, I think they've got, uh, I think they've got a replacement market for the political ads it's just a little bit behind the scenes uh this is what so this is what facebook has done at meta has done in canada this is what they've been doing all over the eu we just had a a guest on a week or two ago uh who lives in hungary and was was telling us a little bit about uh the the online you know behavior acts and all of that so this is zuck actually you know in congress testifying to the role that his platforms play in online child sexual exploitation uh and says uh their own internal investigation says that what they found is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how widespread and well known the problem was in the company. Yeah. So for a very long time, uh, Meta has enabled adults to find messaging groom minors, soliciting them to sell pictures, participate in pornographic videos, concluding that Meta's conduct is not only unacceptable, it's unlawful. Well, that's good. I'm glad we finally got there. Um, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, you know, for the, it, they're taking away your ability to have access to even low level propaganda, but it's still a place where pedophilia proliferates. Yeah. Well, and then, the, and then the, the, the other problem with that is, is now that they're going in, that, that while they could have always went in and made sure outside of private messaging and such that they kept a strict eye out for pedophilia, which is you would think what they would have been looking instead of looking for people doing stuff like, uh, I don't know, posting the CDC's own website information and, and nabbing them. They could have done that. Uh, but instead, now they're going to make and blow this out of proportion, and all it's going to do is really take away your right to free speech. You're just asking for your own complete watchdog now. You're saying, yes, please watchdog me all the time because there's no other way to do what they're saying in those statements. Aren't there more simple and elegant solutions such as not giving teenage children smartphones with cameras and internet access on them give them a dumb flip phone let them learn t9 and they can play snake on it 
<laughs> are we are we past the point of just not giving technology <laughs> to our toddlers and then expecting them to not beg and beg and beg for one every Christmas to get the newest iPhone every year? Can't parents just say, no, you don't need a phone. Once you get a job, you can buy your own phone and then pay your own phone bill. Are we, is that not even a conversation we, people are having? So uh, when, when my, my two older ones were in middle school, they had to ride a city bus for public transportation. And we got them flip phones so that if shit got weird on the bus, they had somebody that they could contact. Um, the The youngest one knows that they were about that age when they were allowed to have a phone. So he's angling, and that is getting shut the shit down because there's no way they weren't allowed to have apps or any of that shit there's no like online gaming kind of stuff there this is for communication for emergencies i get that you're texting girls i get that get that but understand that like if you're out you know this is what it's for um and that you know that works to agree but the the way that they've made school the way that they've made employment the way that they've made recreation that it's all centered around social media apps and what you're doing with your you know little personal black mirror What's your take on the Texas deal? And is there going to be an election this year? Um, so, okay, the Texas deal is uh, a, an inorganic response to a perfectly avoidable situation. And when you've got an inorganic response to a perfectly avoidable situation, then you have to look at the whole thing as a managed operation. Um, I did the low estimates go from like eight to 12 million, uh, higher end estimates go 16 to 18 million have crossed people across the, the, the last three years alone. And if you look at the various populations of states, the, the average of that it, it would make all of those people the the like fifth largest state in the U.S. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the things that also don't make sense, so they have to be you know part of a managed operation. Is you got people like Illinois Senator Dick Durbin saying uh hey no we would love to give you military service for citizenship we would love to do that there are other people advocating that the other things that don't make sense are they're kicking kids out of schools to house migrants they're kicking they're pitting the homeless 
against the migrants and the homeless that aren't fentanyl zombies are getting like freaking urban jungle wild. Did you say Dick Durbin was he Dick elected Durbin. because on the election ballot people saw his name, giggled and said that guy. I Heck want to yeah. hear his name in the news every day. Every single day they are not fickle in Illinois. They are in it for the yucks and the mafia. That's yeah. 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 So, Dick Durbin. What do you think the the reasoning is though for the allowing the migrants in because uh anybody that would stop and of course they're using it as a political lever um but anybody that would stop and think obviously uh, illegal immigrants aren't coming in and voting and even if they were allowed to vote or able to vote in a very uh broken system uh in illegal ways how do you know how they're gonna vote i mean honestly uh, it's the liberals supposedly that are let, wanting them in, but most people from Mexico and South America are very conservative people, very conservative. <laughs> the things that they would see up here and see getting pushed, they would want no part of. So it's not like they would vote. It's not like uh, there's somebody down there on the border going, are you going to vote Democrat? Okay, come on in. Like, so what would the actual agenda behind that be, do you suppose? Well, there there's a couple of prevailing theories, and uh, the military service to disenfranchised veteran to, hey, would you like to trade that green helmet in for a blue one, fella? Uh, pipeline is a, a theory worth considering, certainly. Um, the other is just naked replacement, you know, gradual population replacement. You've got uh, Joe Biden on camera a number of years ago, and I don't want to misquote it. So I just want to say a while back, I can't remember exactly what year it was, uh, saying, talking about the browning of America. Uh, talking about how great of a thing it was that by 2050 there would be an ever-shrinking white minority, not just in the United States, but in the West. And if you look at border situations all over Europe, they're analogous, if not a little bit more hectic than what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know... So with all of that said, did you happen to catch the Tucker Carlson, uh, Vladimir Putin interview? Yeah, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saw that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. You God know what? <laughs> you, okay, so just let me say the 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 whole week. Uh, of hype I was very very happy that we didn't talk about it for a single solitary second uh, on AM Wake Up I'm very pleased that that occurred I'm very pleased that I didn't have to talk about it until I was doing like my normie radio gig on Friday uh, you know that was nice it was but then I saw people talk about it and 
Oh my god. I just man. gotta know. Did did they do a handshake? Did they do a hug? Did they do a kiss on the cheek? Kiss on the mouth? You know, they didn't show. They didn't I think they showed a handshake. I think they did. Okay. Uh but so do we we all remember, right? Maybe the like right before the week of hike, Tucker gets on the old uh his buddy Elon's little WeChat platform. Yeah, and he says, uh, so I got a phone call about a guy who wanted to hang out for lunch in D.C. When I was there over the weekend, we had lunch, and he said, I'm from the NSA, and we live inside your signal, and we know where you're going. Remember that? This is what he did. This is like the video that he did to tease that he was going to, to Russia. Hey, the NSA knows I'm up to something. What do you think I'm up to? What yeah. the fuck? And then he does that like confused German Shepherd head tilt face, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then when he gets super serious, he does mystified cat. Oh, right. And then <laughs> yeah. he takes his, um, his bow tie and just spins it around. He's <laughs> <laughs> puzzled. That's a uh, surprise fisted, the face that he makes at the dentist office. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the, the so he was going to Russia to discuss the records that have been broken with the uh, Tetris players. But he daily. told everyone that he sat down with the NSA first. Uh-huh. Right. And all he would say is that the NSA is in your signal. Uh, and they knew that I was taking a trip. And they wanted to know if there were any particular stops that I was making that they should be aware of. And I said, well, you're already in my phone. Ha, ha, ha. Don't you know? And they're like, yeah, we do. And that's what, you know, and then he kind of, you know, teased the trip a little bit more. But when, when he went and he had that conversation with Putin, uh, which I don't know if you guys, do you guys remember when Barbara Walters interviewed Muammar Gaddafi. Baba Walters. Baba Baba. Interview Muammar Gaddafi. Muammar Gaddafi. But she was brutal to this guy. Uh, it was yeah. tense. She was aggressive and hostile. What what Tucker did was, I mean, I, I, paled in comparison to the interview that Barbara Walters gave Muammar Gaddafi. And that is a wild thing to say given the dick sucking this guy is getting for it but what he also did remember when putin kept fucking with them and saying you know your cia and stuff like yeah, that yeah the second or third time he did it when putin was like i know who you are what are you trying to say to me what did he do? He's like, you know, you have a Wall Street Journal reporter named uh, Brabla Gorshkovich locked up. Uh, we just, here's the, why don't you, haven't you considered? And he made the pitch from the intelligence community to get their spook out of his dungeon. Because even the Russian independent media, which is way more aggressive than our independent media says that that guy's a spook yeah 
they're not even trying to pretend like and look you guys know i've a lot of you guys know me i i've i've gone out of my way and at great personal cost to speak up on behalf of press freedom and political prisoners incarcerated journalists and stuff like that if i thought for a moment that there was a journalist in a russian dungeon that needed to be liberated i would be talking about that He's almost psychotic about freeing Julian Assange. <laughs> Which, and like, that's another thing. Giant portions <clears throat> of his life. It's like World of Warcraft for him. In uh, in 10 days, there's the extradition hearing, which is the last one that, that Assange, and regardless of what you think about him, uh, and I have a, a, a much more nuanced opinion now than I did five years ago, you know, regardless, this is the press freedom case that determines what we all get to do going forward so real fake psyop son of god doesn't matter the law on the books that actually gets enforced and the on off switches to the pipelines that we currently are so limited in in our ability to get the word out all of that changes using this as the thing that changes it and all of the attention has gone away from that there was at least a little internet buzz on it a week ago to a week and a half ago uh but now all of the attention has been taken away from that there's a fluoride lawsuit going on in san francisco right now absolutely historic could stop fluoridation in the u.s water supply period does anybody fucking know about it? No, of course they don't. They're talking about Tucker and Putin. And should Tucker get sanctions? No, Tucker should not get sanctions. We should Tucker be jailed for what, dude? Doing what Barbara Walters did or every freaking state-supported journalist has done since journalism? Go have a chat with the bad guy? Why is do we have to pretend there are people pretend there are blue checks and people that are part of like the alt media that are pretending that no one's ever done it just yeah. because of the numbers? Well, because Putin being Putin just laid himself out in extraordinary fashion. I like, controlled the fuck out of Tucker for two hours. Wow. Just like I, playing verbal chess with that guy, I would not want to do so. I just wow. And Tucker kept giving him the look, like the bemused, like, "Oh, I'll, 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 I'll uh, just allow you, you know, I, I'll cater to you for a minute." Like as Putin is just freaking smashing smashing like your 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 little kid's smirk is not helping your case bro <laughs> was this broadcast to the russian audience and the american audience at the same time oh you gotta be guaranteeing <laughs> that so here's the thing dude how and i've said this a couple of times but it really like i really got to drive it home and of course it was the russian nationalist version of history <clears throat> that putin gave and people are like kind of yeah. irked or upset that he took the time that he did but how fucking insulting of tucker carlson to show up 
that ignorant of the situation in the first place? How how dare you walk into it, a Ukrainian's house, a peasant's house in freaking Potatoesburg, Russia, or the freaking Kremlin? How dare you walk in there and not understand at a very base level the, that this goes back to at least the 13th century, if not the, you know, 9th, 10th century. Uh, yeah. But Tucker Carlson can't wrap his head around a country that celebrated a thousand years of statehood in 1862. He can't. Were their heads wrapped around World War II? Did they right? have to talk about how that went and if reparations need to be paid or if that was uh, finally off all those They actually rules? did. Putin actually did go through that. Of course, as Steve said, you know, a very Russian-centric uh, view of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did. He had, uh, like, the, the facts that that guy can keep in his head while Joe Biden's out there telling Harry Legg stories is fucking amazing <laughs> hairy dog hairy leg stories are like shaggy dog stories where they just go round and round and round and get dizzy and then they ask for ice cream yes that's exactly how it works okay now i remember seeing elon musk recently going to uh is it pronounced auschwitz or something uh with yeah with a ben Shapiro. The rapper? The rapper with the Tom McDonald's uh, guy? Yeah. Yeah. Jupac Shakur. Okay. That guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how's Elon taking this uh, interview with um, Putin in Russia? Because Russia has their Telegram application, which might be directly competing with Elon Musk's everything app chat thing. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Elon Musk just made I two to three million dollars off of that interview because it was uh, initially an X exclusive. It also ran on Tucker's website. But the you know, 200, 300 million people uh, have watched it on on X now. Uh, Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson is something I've been saying for a very long time now, especially where the, the WeChat of the West is concerned, you know, the, the Rogan sphere, these are the faces of your new mainstream media. David Icke has been talking about this quite a bit. He calls them the mammies, which I think is absolutely hysterical. Those are different from the VMAs? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different yeah. award? Different award, different award, different statue altogether. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, these guys have, have really taken root as this is how and where you get information now this benefits elon musk tremendously and it benefits the overall counter narrative operation tremendously too because there is now a legitimate 
pathway to an out in Ukraine to pick up the self-perpetuating money laundering machine and drop it off in Africa where they want it or South America where they want it. Uh, and so the, if you give people access, five or 10 minutes of that entire two hours was new information to what Putin told Oliver Stone seven years ago. And anybody who watched the Oliver Stone tapes and remembers how hyped they were by HBO and all over social media and stuff like that had the opportunity to hear a lot of this. And it was a lot closer to the Maidan coup. So there was a lot more relevant information about what's going on, especially in light of the fact that right now there are people in that exact same square again shouting, get out Zelensky. That wasn't happening when they did the interview, but it's happening right now. It's happening all day. Financial developments in the last five years. And some of the things, uh, some of the uh, mistakes. And while a lot of uh, your uh, red side, because it's hilarious how uh, how many people are mad at Matt Walsh right now because uh, he came out against Flat Earth. And they're like, oh, he's not one of us. And it's like, when did you guys start thinking Republicans are one of us? It's like Republicans are not conspiracy theorists. It's just a fucking Republican. Right. <laughs> this is and what the alt media gets wrong every time. And this is what people in the truth community and the conspiracy world get wrong every time. And it's when one of these you know, mainstream freaking goons says something in this year or, you know, six months ago that you've been saying for your entire freaking life on camera, off camera, at the grocery store, at the gas station, getting kicked out of class in junior high, whatever. It's not, okay, I can't believe I agree with Matt Walsh. It's like, finally, Matt Walsh is saying something that we've been saying look at how far we've moved the conversation where even matt freaking walsh is like yeah i don't know this trans thing's a little weird yeah yeah too far but back to the financial developments over the last five years um and what putin laid out in that the case that anybody that had any sense would have any seen coming um the collapse of the petrodollar when uh, different countries started refusing to use or start stopped uh, with their exclusive use of it. And where he laid out the, the different figures where the BRICS uh, 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 people, how much production they've put out as opposed to uh nato and our countries and the way that uh the united states like it was fairly amazing like uh he might as well have uh half the conspiracy people were probably dying to talk to him because he, he just straight laid out that the united states government appears to be uh absolutely destroying our own dollar and our own financial and energy systems yeah, he stopped short uh, of saying the United States is also directly responsible for doing the exact same thing to Europe, starting with its most closest ally there in Germany. Yeah. But 
that's what happened. Yes. Yeah. I, the, uh, the, we, <laughs> we talked, I guess some shows, we talked about that a little bit, but yeah, Sweden dropping the Nord Stream investigation it is a lot like coming out of the coroner coming out and going conclusively Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Yes. Yes. So with this Nord Stream. We know that. Sweden announced that no Swedes were involved in the destruction of the pipeline, but uh, that's as far as they're willing to go with what they found because anything beyond that is just out of their jurisdiction or, or something to that effect. They're uh, they're they, they signed a treaty in 1855 that said, we're no longer going to blame the Danish for everything. So that's out of the question. Except uh, for burning your supper. Well, when the Danes burn your supper, then that's, you know, you get that. That's, that's called, uh, <laughs> Well, if you don't if you don't like your supper, you can have a little lunch tomorrow. Just eat a little bit more lunch tomorrow. (laughs) Damn Danes, they're violent too. Her aim got better. It did. You know, Christy, a good friend would say thank you for noticing. I'm just going to point that out. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Anyway, I don't like that air. uh, Americans had the nerve to claim that Russia bombed their own pipes. are those people now apologizing those Americans that were saying that Russia bombed their own pipes? Are they sending like gift baskets, uh, apology letters, uh, Valentine's mostly what they're doing is trying to point out what Seymour Hirsch got wrong uh, is mostly what they're doing. Who is Seymour mm-hmm. Hirsch and what did he say that was correct? Uh, Seymour Hirsch is an award-winning investigative journalist, most famous originally for breaking the Miley massacre. Uh, the story in uh, 1975 is when he broke it. Um, <clears throat> he uh, he got in a little trouble over the 9/11s. Trying to talk about that a little bit too much. Got pushed uh, off the radar for quite a while, resurfaced a little bit over the uh, assassination of Seth Rich uh, in a lovely 22-minute audio tape with a guy named Ed Batowski. Um, he, on uh, his Substack, his very first Substack ever, ever, old Seymour Hirsch, grizzled journalist, writes a Substack post about the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline. And in it, he claimed to have uh, operational details from someone in the room and then corroboration from at least two people who had uh, access to uh, the all of the operational procedures of a specific dive school uh, 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 Navy divers. Um, he was trying to paint a picture 
of, um, you know, Biden wanting to go full steam ahead and had like uh, some dialogue from apparent conversations uh, between CIA and the Biden White House where the CIA was like, the, this is the story that Hirsch told. Um, so way, way back in like, uh, right after he got elected kind of, or got into office, February, March, 2021, Biden is talking about the Nord Stream pipeline and talking about how it's the U S's job to get Europe off of Russian gas. I don't know if everybody remembers this or not, but Donald Trump got just dragged for saying the exact same thing to Olaf Schultz at a NATO meeting where he was like, do you guys know how much of your energy comes from Russia and you want me to pay for NATO? Why am I paying for NATO? Look at where you're getting your resources. If Russia ever cut you off from oil, you'd be screwed like almost 80% of all your gas comes from this one pipe. You want me to pay for protection so that you can get his gas? What are you nuts? And they were like, you can't say that. How could you say that? But then you jump forward a couple of years. And Joe Biden's going, you know what, man? We got to do something about this Nord Stream. We really do. Sure would be a a terrible thing if uh, something happened to it. But, hey, look, one way or another, Germany is not going to be getting that gas soon. And the CIA hears this. Again, this is Hirsch's story. CIA hears this and goes, well, he let the cat out of the bag. We got to go forward with it now. What are we going to do not? Not do it. We got and all the planning. So uh, over the the next, you know, several uh, next year plus, uh, they then organized the structure for this thing. There was a joint uh, NATO exercise in the Baltic Sea. It was called Balt Ops. It's something that happens frequently. Uh, this happened in June or July of 20. I don't have any of this in front of me, so I'm just I'm trying. Um, uh, June or July uh, of 2022, Balt Ops, uh, which again, joint naval exercise, all these you know special teams, whatnot. Uh, so Hirsch's story theory is during this exercise, the explosives for the that made Nord Stream go boom were planted and then a couple of months later detonated remotely once the you know they weren't thinking about that operational exercise anymore um so what what hirsch has clearly gotten wrong uh was that it was not just a u.s navy operation he tried to walk some of that back in the second article uh without saying i got it wrong the first time Right. <laughs> um, I hate that is... about revisions, right? <laughs> Did you uh, see the movie The World Is Not Enough? Where the plot line is about a pipeline Ooh. to Azerbaijan? It has been a long time since I've seen The World Is Not Enough. Okay. Is that a, a Roger Moore? 
No, that is uh, that's Connery, right? No, it's Pierce oh. Brosnan. Oh, Bros, that's why. Yes, that's I'm not a huge. Yeah, I was never really like. I get that he's like perfect for James Bond. Like right. that's who the the you know, but but I'm uh, Holly oh. Berry. I did watch the. I'm, I'm in it for Holly Berry. Right. This is where we have Dr. Christmas Jones played by Denise Richards, who was in uh, Tammy and the T-Rex, if you remember that movie. She was okay. in something called Wild Things. I'm, I'm just saying this whole pipeline thing is just like a James Bond movie. And in the movie, uh, it, there's like an Azerbaijani priest and they're trying to protect it so they don't destroy the church. And it's then less than a James Bond movie. And if, you, if you understand that like Germany alone is getting 80% of its energy from Russia that the shutting this down because they're trying to set up this whole BRICS versus NATO thing. And as Steve was saying, the, while they're trying to set that up, most of Northern Europe is sucking off the titty of Russia for all their energy needs. So that's, that's right. a pretty weird situation. My and thought... that gas never stopped flowing through Ukraine the entire time the freaking shells have been flying. Right. So just bear with me and forgive me if this is ridiculous. I learned all my geopolitics from watching James Bond movies. Okay. Right. So my thought is if you're building a pipeline, if you're building a pipeline that is so important to commerce and industry, doesn't it become the number one target to be attacked? So then when it does get attacked, are you really surprised? And do you have a backup plan? Well, they Uh, had a Nord Stream too. Right. Yeah. There's they just it Putin said we're not we're not turning it on. Hmm. We're not. He said, How can I trust you? So no, you don't you don't get this. Hmm. We're there's a, a Gazprom land route. We're going to go through that. Yeah, sure, it's through multiple war zones, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, and so the, yeah, yes, the other, there's the alternative that the U S has been favoring is that you buy U S natural gas Sure. Uh, and, and shell it. So you can pay through, you know, charge three times as much to ship it over. Yeah. Uh, If you don't have natural gas through a pipeline, could you just put up some solar panels and spin some wind turbines around and get some, uh, green energies? I mean, they got a lot of wind farms uh, off uh, a lot of the North Sea right now, but it is definitely not compensating for the amount uh, of, you know, energy that an industrial nation like Germany alone goes through. They took a huge hit in the winter of 2022. I think they got a little reprieve in 2023, but they're expecting to get hit again. Uh, because Ukraine is about to really pop off as they get rid of Zelensky, and then it's just a free-for-all for the government for a little while. <clears throat> Victoria Newland, by the way. The- Do you think that that's part of why uh, Putin in that interview uh, postured for Ukraine with that whole history lesson that he gave? that he postured that Ukraine is part of Russian motherland. 
That, you well, know, that was obvious if you listen to his story that that's what his posturing was. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think that I do think that he is uh, a Russian as much as he's a globalist politically. Uh, I think the the like he understands deeply Russian nationalist history, and I do think that he believes that Russia has legitimate historical claims multiple times through multiple different avenues to that territory. I do. Um, it's the third time he's given that history lesson in the last 14 months. Never given it to an audience that big. So so beneficial in that regard. Um, but it, it, it's definitely... Like I be, he went into even more detail. There was a a anniversary or something, uh, a little while back where he went into. It was I think he stood up for like an hour and almost twenty minutes, and just went into all of it, laying out what he believed was Russia's historical claim. Um, he he did the whole thing with Oliver Stone. Uh, and you know went into extreme detail about what was at least the russian version of the reality of the maidan coup and then the week before this interview same freaking cast of characters with jake sullivan and victoria newland victoria newland's in maidan square a week before this interview now there's total freaking destabilization they're chanting get out Zelensky in the square well mm -hmm. yeah the queen of coup just showed up again what you guys think was gonna happen putin has all of the the cards right now where ukraine is concerned yeah yeah 100 percent. and and he's just laying out it seems like that destabilization he's laying out a case where he can just kind of swoop in and it's basically, you know, him stabilizing the region and he's a hero uh, and then just re bringing them back into the breast of Mother Russia. Uh, and, and with him laying out the historical case, that gives him a legal reason to do it. Uh, it seemed for some time now that the, the Russia in this world stage is being propped up for some time to become the moral power. Uh, what with kicking out the Rothschilds with, uh, you know, at least publicly they with uh, burning down all the GMOs, doing all the things that the common people are asking for and whatnot. Well, there's that, but there's a flip side to it. And, and we were uh, fortunate on Thursday to for the first hour of the show speak with uh, a Russian independent journalist. Um, uh, well, it's Riley Wagman's his name. Um, so he was born in the U.S. He worked for the, I think, the Washington Examiner or something like that for a while. Got really disenfranchised with uh, the U.S. media. Got really shit on in the D.C. establishment because he was like, what do you kid? You know how, like, I got shit on for saying that Obama was Reagan with a tan? Well, he had like the same kind of thing going on where he was vocalizing what looked like reality to him. And, and people were saying, no, 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 you're 
insane and racist. That's not how that's not how this works. So he moved to uh, he, as far away as he could. They moved to some village in a stand, taught English for a couple of years, wound up working for uh, press TV, Iranian state TV for a little bit, uh, and then got hired for RT. Worked for RT International um, up until the like first year of COVID, where because of Putin's extreme COVID lockdown policies that mirrored everything across the rest of the world because of the injections, because of the increased schedule of the injections because of the introduction of the biometric surveillance because of the talk and now implementation uh of the digital currency he was like well i can't be here at all they wouldn't rt wouldn't let him publish an op-ed discussing the lockdown policy not even heavily criticizing it, just posing the question, if RT's employees are allowed to every day on the air and in the pages criticize the U.S. for their lockdown policy, is it not out of the realm of reality that we're allowed to discuss ours? Wouldn't let him publish it. And he's like, I got to walk. So we got to talk to him on the day before the Putin interview aired about Putin's Russia and what he's really doing there. He goes, you know what, man, you hear all these guys that the only narratives in the U S is that Putin's a monster, right? Or if you're on the right, Putin's a based, if you're okay, neo-conner liberal, Putin's a monster. Uh, if you're on the like libertarian, right, he's the most based world leader ever, except for Javier Malay in Argentina. And we're just going to ignore all the Zionist stuff. None of that. Also that he was part of the WEF until just like a year and a half ago. Also don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, uh, or, or the other narrative is right that that Putin is, from the left, far left, is that Putin is the most wonderful, wonderful to ever wonderful, you know, and he he alone stands against Western imperialism and the further expansion of you know neo colonialism and all of these things. Uh, and so you never hear anyone go, but Russia is checking off the UN 30 by 30 agenda list at a faster rate than most of the countries in the West. You never hear that like, okay, well, BRICS still gets underwritten by the Bank of International Settlements. Yeah, you don't you, there. There's never any like actual conversation to the conversation. So it was really cool to talk to that dude before all this hit, because then everybody that got to watch that show could see that what Tucker and Putin were doing were was offering the literal other side to the fucking coin of, yeah. you know, Russian man bad. Yeah. And that's on Rockfin to watch that playback uh you watch that on rockfin or rumble okay. uh, yeah 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 or if you're on the tweeters it's on 
uh, my tweeters and the AM Wake Up one and Chris's Rantcast. Okay, so if they go to amwakeupshow.com, they'll be able to find the link to that interview. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, Riley Wagaman. And I would recommend that anybody who, who's interested go look into his other stuff. He's uh, co-written some things with Whitney Webb. He, uh, he should be on Union of the Unwanted soon. Um, but I think he's going to be making the rounds a little bit more because he's a little bit more free to discuss how working for Russian state media was. You know, and he's, I mean, look, he, he'll tell you just like I would tell you that it serves a purpose, you know, and it gives disenfranchised Americans a place to speak a lot more truth than they would ever be able to on uh, a U.S. platform of that size. But you're still, there's still things that you're just never going to be able to talk about. So you mentioned authors publishing to Substack. And recently I saw this about Substack removing newsletters because, I guess, maybe they were pro-Nazi in some way. So the uh, CEO, Chris Best of Substack, who said that they would never, ever remove any content ever under any circumstances, you know, unless it was illegal or something. But just to talk about a different political view, there was pressure to remove some of that content. And now they've removed some of the content from Substack. Uh, I would just like to say that on uh, behalf of Corey Hughes, uh, that's no, I'm just um, I love Corey. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, everything's free speech until it ain't. And, and if you really want to know who's running the show, you got to find out who you can't criticize. And uh, I think we've been doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, and it's a little almost like a little bit on the nose, a little bit too obvious, like a big flashing red signal or something, kind of just saying, like, I'm going to be your bad guy. Look at me over here. Look at me. Look at me type of a thing. <laughs> like, I got the shield. I can I can take the hits. You know, come and, come and give me your best shot. Hey, it's all right, though. King Charles has cancer. Does he? That's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, and he's not taking chemo, I have also heard, because why would he? Nobody wants that Rockefeller medicine crap. I, You know, I could That's have said on peasants. the shoulders. I could have said on the bum. But on the nose, it's just the colloquialism idiom that we all use. It has nothing to do with phenotypes or master races or anything like that. I mean, it was just, <laughs> I'm just using the English language the way I, I know it best. Yeah, it's an idiom. I don't know. It's not really, but well, I don't. You know, I grammar is so hard for for English as a second language. I have so much patience for for anyone who's trying to learn English because I I don't speak any other languages mm. very well at all. So to yeah. not even know what's going on in Russia or China because I can't speak those languages, and then having to relate or rely on AI to translate these news articles for me that's hard so hearing that you've had guests from other countries speaking on your show that that's great i'd love to see more of that 
try to make a point of that when, whenever possible. I, 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 I think that if you have the ability to, and most of us kind of can, or at least like you can get there fairly easily, reach out to people in the countries that live in the places that you want to talk about, they're usually more than willing to discuss what's going on there. I'd like to talk to the people at the Bitcoin beach, I think in El Salvador. Ooh, that'd be a fun conversation with uh, Bitcoin becoming uh, an accepted national currency in El Salvador. Is it? Is it really? What's it, what's the cost to get on a Bitcoin beach? And is that beach topless? Because that's maybe how you. It better be. Get more. It better for those gas fees and mm -hmm. transaction fees and conversion fees. Not only should it be topless, it right. should be bottomless with an attractive limit. And all you can smoke blunts, there should be a a full, you know, pick your kind, whatever diet you're on, there should just be a buffet table there. There should be pussy on the buffet table. You should be able to put pussy on your plate if you want to, because it's Bitcoin Beach and you know it's going to cost a lot of money to be there. I, I do have a little concern, though, if Bitcoin Beach is being advertising, being advertised to Bitcoin bros and they're all like, come on down to Bitcoin Beach. You can live like a millionaire in South America. Does that seem like a tourist trap? Does that seem like a bad idea? And or are other governments going to say, oh, you guys are the first to declare Bitcoin your national currency. Now you're the target and you got the red shield on your back or the red um dartboard what is that crosshairs right well i guess it depends i i would i would suggest that if any bros go move down to bitcoin beach and you get a neighbor that looks and sounds a lot like john mcafee uh -huh. just let his dogs do what they want okay just let it let it happen it's it's gonna work out for you a lot better in the long run John McAfee, he was the antiviral hydroxychloroquine guy. That that's a good uh, public service announcement. Announcement: We have a lot of Bitcoin bros that listen to the show. I <laughs> at the Bitcoin Beach. Oh <laughs> uh, man! No, look, I I I'm for people experimenting with different forms of currency. I'm still. I'm still on the fence as to whether or not Bitcoin, but people accept it as a currency. So, you know, it, yes. It is, so cool. Um, I just don't want to go so fully exuberant on the Bitcoin to the moon thing where it's just stop living in the real world. I, it's all digital beanie babies to yeah. me, man. It really is. But I, if people are willing to accept my digital beanie babies and, and, you know, banks will turn that into, you know, ridiculous different ones and zeros that a landlord will accept, then for the time being, I'm absolutely willing to participate in that ludicrous shit. But I observe it to be absurd, and I'm not going to put any freaking faith in it. Right. Databases are a uh, great technology that have been around for a while. Now we have a new database, which never deletes any old or expired records. And <laughs> it's always going to grow and grow and grow in size forever. 
Sure. So do you need a database? There's a little flow chart. You can probably find it online. And there's another website. Web3 is doing just great. And it goes through blockchain records here. tells you what's going on with different crypto exchanges. Uh, oh, 112.5 million in XRP Ripple. That's is that how DeGeneres? Yeah. You know, it looks like it could be. It Maybe when he was younger. Right? There's a lot of lot of uh, magic uh, internet money stories here on Web3. The number three is goinggreat.com. So you can see just all the history. 8,000 bitcoins forfeited by Silk Road Drugs distributor in guilty plea. Interesting. There's a lot of stuff there. That's that is such a wide topic. I don't know that we'll be able to. The FBI, explore it all. Or the U.S. government, is the largest holder of Bitcoin. Mm. With all of the different Bitcoin seizures over the years, civil asset forfeiture, yeah. stuff like that, it's crazy. It they have an insane amount of Bitcoin. You manipulate that market when ever they want and frequently do i i think that something like the blockchain is cool for contracts i think that there's a couple of ways that you could use that technology because it's here that would be streamlining and, and beneficial to a couple of facets uh, of life but at no point should your personal financial transactions be anywhere near an immutable permanent ledger are you freaking kidding me you gotta wonder if these uh bitcoin people would just cringed when that was a world economic forum speech when she said we have the blockchain we can block we can track every single transaction everything they've ever done did you even think about buying something we know like holy shit <laughs> yeah that was a nice little flex it was i mean and i knew like, there's a couple of things that are considered privacy coins mm -hmm. it, it there's no such thing as privacy there's only operational security in the online space that yeah. that's that's just it there's no other way around that to be your own bank means you're also your own system administrator and tech support and it gets very very complicated that's fine that's a fun excellent hobby. way to put it that it's, is an it's excellent it's a, way to put it it's a great hobby i know some some guys love to take cars and tear them down and build them back up better some guys love to build computers great hobby great marketable skills I just urge people to not be so over exuberant and think that any cryptocurrency is going to be a miracle solution to cure any of the world's ills. It could be used, but as a tool, it's been used to separate fools from their money a lot of the times. And that's a very, very frustrating thing. It's okay, bro. Bitcoin could fix that. <laughs> they do it's great i don't look man we just had a guy on who is a bitcoin enthusiast and i get why he is because he had a bunch of it in 2010 
2011. Uh, and then I, wound up a freaking multimillionaire over lockdown, you know, so he's right. enthused. He is. Right. I, I, I get that. He also recognizes that it's not the end all be all uh, of, of financial freedom. It represented it to him, but he's got a, you know, a lot of different other things that he's doing right now. And it's, you know, it's, so I, I, on that level, I get it. If I came from a family that freaking were all oil barons, I'd probably be big on oil. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. You can't, it's hard to, you know, I've said that a bunch of times about, a, a, you do not shit on the field you're eating, in the field you're eating out of. That's just how it is. Like, that's been feeding me. Nope. I like it. <laughs> Right. That's why I'm glad that we do the show the way that we do it. It's producer driven because the the field that we're in is kind of wild. Every once in a while, you got to talk about it. I hate I don't like I, I, I don't like making it personal or about people. I really don't like talking about individuals unless I'm punching way the fuck up above my weight class. You know what I mean? But like every once in a while, you do kind of got to take a look around and be like, wow, there's a whole bunch of dumb fucks standing out here in this field. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Some of those days I I've had uh, definitely had those, but you know, I I've never, uh, you know, I've never banged anybody's girlfriend like that, but you know. <laughs> in a potato field? Yes, yeah, it was in a potato field, I guess. Neither here nor there nor anywhere. And that was what made it so funny. <laughs> That's what made it so funny. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, I would oddly, that dude came up recently. And, and I I like 99% sure that I still live like there's still a little spot in his head that's reserved rent free for for you guy like yes. five years later just unable to unwind yes bro it's okay you can get a massage smoke a joint something dude spend too much time on the bidet whatever it takes yeah, it, it, that means that the the skin has encapsulated it, and it's just it's now just this bubble that's going to live in there forever. <laughs> so uh, Craigslist is taken off the back pages, and uh, city pages don't have their back pages anymore. So how would a guy even go? Um, it's Valentine's Day. This is on topic. How would a guy without a Valentine's Day go about finding a nice massage parlor in a reputable part of town for a fair amount of Bitcoin? Well, I'd go down to Lake Street. <laughs> Any of those parlors there that are uh, uh, open after, say, nine o'clock. Any of them. A.M. Like in the morning, like a Saturday no, morning. P.M. P.M. Okay. Any I of those places. Don't know if I'd want to do that after dark. Right. Well, look, man, it, a handy's a handy, right? Yeah. Oh, this isn't for me. I've unless got it's a other guys. And, uh, or unless <laughs> it's other guys concerned. asking me this. That's a different price. Right. Different so, I mean, price entirely. So I'm just saying that cash is anonymous transaction. Just put it on the table. Keep your hand on it. Right. 
I don't know. So, I bet. I bet no, if you ever find yourself. Or you just paid for her to put her hand on it. You ever you find yourself in uh, New Hampshire for the Porcupine Festival. I'm sure that you could find somebody to trade Bitcoin for a happy ending massage. I, I was just thinking sure. Reiki, Reiki therapy or the thing where they stick the needle I, in your skin. And, and I apologize, not you, your friend. Your right. friend could find okay. somebody that would trade Bitcoin for a, a happy ending massage. Yeah. <laughs> My friend's a Christian. He's a piece of pastor. Okay, well then, I would recommend that you cut a hole in the massage sheet. Okay, that's what I would recommend. Uh, and, and that if you have to, if you have to, you could tell uh, yourself that your massage therapist is merely soaking, right? The hand. Yeah, I know it's more not, of a not Mormon, a Mormon thing. I know it's more of a Mormon thing. Right. But look, what's wrong with a little cross pollination and faith in times of of crisis? You know, uh, it's it, it seems like it. If if Sun Yi is willing to lend a hand, then Joseph Smith surely would be able to lend a hand too. Yeah, he could get in there. He could, they could get in on some soaking. There's a guy named Oli Anthony. Are you familiar with this guy? Yeah, Oli Anthony and his. Um, was he himself in a cult? Basically, he was the watchdog for America's televangelists. Is his wife's name Lena? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is his best friend named Spin? I haven't, it's a long I article. No, I have to know these things. They're both valid questions, and I want both of them, mine they, and Steve's answer. They really are. It's a long article. I'm gonna have to read it later. There were there there were watchdog groups for televangelists. I don't know if there are currently active any watchdog groups for I don't e girls, Bitcoin bros. Is there any pushback against any of these cultural elements that we're kind of just complaining about and making jokes about? I get pushback every time I refer to the liberation theology attached to Bitcoin. People get real uncomfortable when I mention it, and yet it has like an entire liberation theology attached to it. Mm -hmm. I'm personally friends with one of the authors of like a couple of bitcoin liberation theology books not because of that but like it you know and it's not like we hang out a bunch lately but it's different parts of the freaking cut whatever but like it's wild like it you know it, she doesn't like talking about it around me but it's her thing <laughs> and it's just weird i don't i don't like anything that comes with the fucking religion attached to it just in order to get me to spend money what am i really investing in? Bed, man it's gonna overthrow it's gonna replace it man okay cool <laughs> did, but did, what are you replacing it with chains you're replacing with the block chain did, did Amway ever get involved with blockchain? 
<laughs> I, if they haven't, they missed out. Uh -huh. Yeah. They really did. Well, on on nine. 199 September 1st 1999 when Amway the catalog went online as Quickstar their one shop destination portal for selling their soaps and energy drinks and vitamins they were competing with Amazon and now Amazon is I guess the winner of that situation although uh, I think the United States government was telling Amazon not to sell books that we're talking about covid at some time was amway still selling those books was amway selling vitamins amway was selling the john birch society covid vitamin package <laughs> okay what's a john birch society and is that like a little canoe like a birch bark canoe that you just put on the stream it is what's the best way to explain the john birch society um man I, so it was a a very christian right-wing nationalist uh organization that was popular well i mean there's still to a degree there's a couple of like you know bir birchers running around but uh is it my uncle almost I, my uncle almost joined <laughs> um yeah I, I had a couple of uncles that that may or may not have but um do they just read the material and then same uncle carry dianetics for three years send a check and get a membership record. card <laughs> do you get a membership card i believe so okay. yeah yes you do but uh, it was you know i mean they like like any sort of you club group whatever that tries to right. leverage political influence and gain they would you know run candidates and um but it was like a uh um more hands-on but less ultimately influential group than like ralph reed's christian coalition um that like really to this day still has a pretty big foothold in the DC establishment, but you could also argue that there's a lot of uh, a carryover. Um, but but again, at its roots, uh, very very like fundamentalist Christian right wing American nationalism. Ah, the good stuff. So American history. Uh, with Isaac Weishaupt and the Illuminati and the guys uh, warning against having that Illuminati uh, experience. Now, I heard Weishaupt. Weishaupt, Isaac Weishaupt over there. Well, I, I'm asking, was the Illuminati from the Bavarian I ideal of it, was that just a proto-Marxist idea? You know, dude, I'm not like the Illuminati scholar guy. I if you if you look at if you look at the way that they do their centralization mm -hmm. and kind of their hierarchical structure, and you look at the overlap that the the Illuminati and then like all of sure. the offshoot, you know 
front organizations that exist now exist now as sort of uh, uh, extensions of Kabbalistic ritual and, and mm-hmm. some of the weirder Zionistic practices sure. then yes absolutely i mean i would yeah. just, i my curiosity is because i hear people and i've heard this my entire life like america was founded on christian ideals america is a christian nation and then i'd see videos of washington dc and then i'd <laughs> see a statue called the apotheosis like making into a god uh, a man as a president who who mm-hmm. would have been in this dome and we had cathedrals where you look up and you'd see on the top of the dome in the cathedral you'd see jesus christ himself now you go to washington dc i don't see any paintings of jesus christ in any of these buildings so if our federal government is founded on christian ideals and is a christian nation then where are the paintings of jesus christ in washington dc in the government buildings and why aren't they fly, flying the Christian flag in Washington, D.C.? There's a Christian flag? It has a cross on it. It's like purple. There's a, a pledge that you can pledge to the Christian flag. There is? Yeah. Wow, that's so gay. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of men love Jesus Christ. They're very happy about it. I mean, we did create an entire pagan goddess to to name the district in which mm-hmm. our federal capital resides. Right. So there's that. But I mean, that granted, that was after the ratification of the Constitution, Siders. But sure. it. This, according to the marketing, yes, but if you kind of look at the American experiment as the relocation of the Roman Empire after it, you you know, collapsed in Britain, and look at what's happening now, as it would line up in the pattern of empirical decadence, rise and fall, we're we're about on track, and. I mean, I, you know, it, the, for, for as hard as everybody fights to make the marketing real, it, if you're laying the cornerstone of your republic with Masonic tools, then you're not dedicating a land to America. You're not. And it, if, the Illuminati is the roots of Marxism. Marxism is also fundamentally a, a, a you know, Judaic practice. It, a whole lot of like proto-Zionist roots. Yeah, that's the overlap. That's the connection. Well, so here's oh. a thought that I might circle back to. Um, Stop it! The- that I had, I had a question about that because I've heard that on a couple interviews, Putin has made it sound like, you know, it's like you were saying like, Hey, you guys are tearing yourselves apart. You're destroying your own country. Right. So then you have all these people in America, like, Oh, there's these conspiracies and, and who on earth would want to destroy America. And so doesn't it mean something if another country's like, so someone's taking you down and it's yourself and it's your own government 
And the people are like, no, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, who on earth in America would want to take down America? <laughs> why I is mean, people at the top? Why why them? Like, why are they trying to? Like, wouldn't that further suggest that there is some sort of secret society with some strange plan? But but most people are kind of like either tacitly aware of that or and comfortable with it well especially if you imply that they're if you dare and have the audacity to imply that they're a very tiny country we all seem to be in support of (laughs) but putin is also in support of that country and so is china so here's the thing i mean they're they're in a bad spot in, in their own country and their own people have figured out that what happened on October 7th was not the worst surprise attack in the history of surprise attacks, but really looks to, in fact, be in large parts orchestrated by several elements within their, their own government and military. And Bibby was unpopular before this. This is the only thing that's keeping him in office right now. And he's gone the the moment the the bullets stop flying. Um, but they're left with a huge problem, and that's you know the 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 reality of them honestly being able to maintain the state there. It, it's either going to be slim to none or they're going to be doing it by sheer conquest from now until the end of time. And the pathway that way is through Turkey into Ukraine where they can go back to Odessa, which was called the gateway to Zion. While that's happening, there's a complete stooge in Argentina who is just doing jumping jacks at the Wailing Wall tears coming out of his eyes who's selling his entire country up the river and let's not forget that argentina has a third of the claim to patagonia which has a claim to all of argentinian antarctica and patagonia has a lifetime warranty in all of their jackets and boots they do and if you act now you can get 20 percent off before valentine's day if you buy one for that special someone do they have a equivalent to a stanley cup they have three, in fact, and they are all color changing, and one of them will even tickle your taint. None of them have dangerous chemicals. So, ladies, we're all going to shop the LL Bean for our guys because we don't have that taint. Let's just uh, uh, taint ticklers sold separately. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, molds not required. One one size should tickle all taints. So I, I believe you said you had to roll out at nine and uh, yeah. so we had a request uh, for a, any of your political predictions for the rest of 2024 and whether you think there's even going to be a presidential election. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I go back and forth on this a lot. I really do. What, what I, where I'm at right now is that I think that regardless of how demented Biden is, 
the people who are legitimately pulling the strings of power in the country uh, have a, a serious investment in the 2030 stuff and in the 2050 stuff. And that uh, four years of a Republican president um, is much, much easier for them to weather and then retake and put in, you know, Gavin Newsom and Big Mike or Dwayne The Rock Johnson and freaking whoever. Uh, and these are going to be the people that usher in Agenda 2030. I could be totally wrong about that. But that's kind of what I'm i'm leaning to right now i think they may try to pull some weird shit with nikki haley um i think that there's no conceivable way they can run joe biden and the general they were trying early on to get him to pull out of a, a general election debate no you know for the first time ever there's yeah you know, they're trying that they already said like no primaries they already said, you know, anybody who runs in New Hampshire can't get a delegate. That's like crazy. They're moving stuff around. There's just what, you know. So um, I think that they would rather take the L for four years. I really do. Than, um, than try to run Joe Biden and have him lose to Donald Trump. Because yeah. what's Donald Trump going to do? 24 hours a day but call out every single one of joe biden's shortcomings as loudly and trumpily mm. as you could ever possibly imagine you could just put <clears throat> the hairy legs video on repeat mm. and i think that could be just your camp a campaign thing all on because the moment trump's in office the democrats all form ranks and they just don't let anything get done for four years they get to play the opposition yeah the economy by and large gets to stabilize a little bit things get to calm down a little bit it all gets to be about optics again because mm -hmm. the democrats have never had anything to run on but what things look like in your fifis yeah <laughs> so so you think that they were opting for trump to move out because when you look uh trump signed a sanction against Iran six months before he left office. And then, you know, despite what a lot of people want to forget, he was Operation Warp Speed and yeah. all those other things. So anybody that's ever watched the oil market even a little bit knows that oil prices basically double as soon as Iran's pulled out of the oil market. And then as soon as Iran comes back in, they're like, look, we have a glut of oil. And then the oil prices drop. Um, and so it would almost seem like, uh, you know, yeah, the Russian war allowed the oil prices to come up somewhat, but we were getting 3% of our oil from Russia in all reality. Uh, what it did know, was spike natural gas, though, yeah. the 300% increase over the last two and a half years. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't see Joe Biden walking around on the set of an herbal essence commercial for four more years. No, it, it can't happen. It didn't look the in all reality, they should have made a guarantee that he was only going to be a one term president. 
But what they can do <clears throat> is whoever they decide to throw out as a candidate to replace Joe, that person can hit Donald Trump for being the warp speed guy on national TV to Trump's audience all day, every day. And yeah. what they can do is really damage Donald Trump's credibility going into the White House and then form ranks and filibuster everything. All of the procedural tricks are back on the table. All of the dirty tricks are back on the table. Full force of whatever's left of liberal media is, you know, back in the game. All of a sudden, CNN's back again or whatever. You know, Don Lemon has a job now. All that kind of stuff. And, and, and really, it's... I the best possible way to put the entire country back to sleep to sneak the whole 2030 stuff and that nobody puts a country to actual sleep like Barack Obama or Donald Trump magnificent at it in their, their own ways. I think you're leaving Reagan. Hi. Well, that's because Reagan was asleep. And everybody was like, oh, well, if the president's doing it, we have to. It was the 80s. We thought about things differently. Like, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> or on a lot of cocaine, one or the other. <laughs> right, right. In pleather or snakes. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> Freaking, what, nylon mesh. A lot of that. Bunch <laughs> of sleeveless ACDC shirts. Snorted enough Aquanet to kill at least fucking half the brain cells. Yeah, but that hair looked great. Yeah. Man, that's what mattered. Yeah. I had the sharpest freaking mohawk for 38 <laughs> seconds before somebody punched you and you fell into a pit. Yeah. <laughs> Come That's out right. looking like MC Escher stairs. <laughs> Went in there thinking you were hot from the Road Warriors. Good times, man. <laughs> we gotta get Kanye West on your show so you can interview him about his lyric choices. I would love, I would love to to get to a point where somebody thought that that it would be a good idea to throw Kanye West our way. It's never gonna that'd be fun as shit though, dude. It would be. It it could happen. I don't I don't see these other news media sources as uh, entertaining or interesting or as nuanced and well thought out. I appreciate that. I do. What are you talking about? Kanye West. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Dude, he he's just the the newest the newest Kanye John, as the kids say. Mm. Um it's some it's some straight up baby making music, man. It, it really he's not talking about Jesus for a little bit. He's not talking about the Jays. Is that none of the Jays? None of the Jays. Kanye West's uh, new song lyrics, How Am I Anti-Semitic? Um, 
with oh, uh, with a Jewish woman, and then his line is: "This is, from Vultures." This is from Vultures. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he true. says, "This this ain't Jimmy Butler, but the Heat got extensions. This ain't Columbine. We came in with the trenches." Yeah, yeah, and it's have you listened to it, dude? Listen to it on YouTube Music because it's nice from little, Spotify. Yeah, nice, you know, nice I, I, could see, I could see in the future where this could be reworked into a nice hymn for church. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do hunting have hooligans uh, and we with the foolishness. Yeah, it's just like Jesus was out there hunting hooligans. Can we go back to 2009 for a moment? Take a look at this little speech here that she's holding a moon man. Remember this one? No, I don't remember this. I have never watched this. Why? Why would I remember this? What would make me have wanted to watch this? You don't remember Pink here clapping her hands on stage? Here's a no. Let's rewind it again. So this is Kanye West on stage with Yo Taylor. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> one of the best videos of all time. He is getting anal tonight. So they they say that that's when Taylor got inducted into the club. That that uh -huh. was her humiliation ritual, and then she went like huge, huge. That was two thousand nine. It's twenty twenty four, and now she's the queen of the Super Bowl. I think it's the Taylor Swift, and she's not even going to be there. She's showing in Japan, like she might not even be able to make it. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto, for taking Taylor Swift away from Americans. I really hope that she doesn't make it. And because of that, the Kansas City Chiefs lose. Because of that, her and homeboy break up so he can go back to dating fine-ass black women like he did all his entire life before they threw this freaking, like, half a dude at her. <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Karen B's in the room. We love you, Karen B. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Does it, I mean, look, I don't. I don't even watch football, but I had a friend point this out to me uh, very early on in this whole little psyop thing. And she was like, dude, go to Travis Kelsey's Instagram. Have you ever seen him with a white bitch? <laughs> and so I did, did a little uh -huh. scrolling. I'm like, oh, thick hot black girl, thick hot black girl, thick hot black girl, thick hot black girl, thick hot blazing, thick hot black girl. <laughs> and then Napoleon Dynamite. And then, yeah, yeah, any weird looking white chick, Ron from Paint <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. So, <laughs> fuck, you with Ron, you're fucking with Ron, you was with Riri two weeks ago, now you're fucking with Ron from Paint. 
the fuck <laughs> this is not natural this is no i'm shenanigans i call shenanigans i remember when she was just a weird country girl that only like teenage girls listen to right right because like toby keith did everybody felt the world get lighter right and you do maybe you didn't know why and then like a couple of days later you're like oh shit toby keith died well yeah. that's that's why that's why uh but but yeah also also Garth Brooks reportedly <laughs> responsible for Taylor Chris Swift. Gaines. Yeah. Do oh, you think Chris Gaines. if Chris Gaines goes on life support, does Garth Brooks like automatically sprout a black goatee? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I'd like to know too. I have questions. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> I should get out of here. You should stay yeah, you longer, got but you gotta go. We fucking love you, Steve. You gotta come up here one of these days here, brother. Check out, yeah, the, check out the place, man. I'm gonna do that soon. We'll get uh, uh, Joe and Jen over here. We'll we'll do a thing about it. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, thank you for having me on, man. And I appreciate the hell out of it. We'll love you, brother. Love you too, my friend. Take care, Chrissy. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night, you guys. Good night. And I, I see Ed in the room. Big red Ted. <laughs> I did. I. You know what's fucked up? I literally like last weekend. All of us in the house are like, "Oh, somebody goes." I think it's the Super Bowl, and we're all like, "Oh, is it? Oh, yeah." And now this weekend, it was like, "Oh, it's the Super Bowl this weekend, I guess." And now it sounds like the, like it hasn't even been determined yet. Like, when the fuck is the Super Bowl? I think in a few hours. In like two hours? Well, Saturday, February 10th, oh, 9.04 p.m. now. We better get our tickets, you guys. Yeah. yeah. I think it's under 48 hours. 40 hours from now. Like we were like when we were looking up ticket prices that one night, I thought yeah. that the Super Bowl had already happened. That that was I didn't say it so out loud. Uh-huh. But I thought it had already happened. I was like, weird. It still hasn't happened. <laughs> like, I thought it happened last week. Yeah, it, it's... Is it always the Sunday before Valentine's Day? Fuck if I know. Yeah, who knows? Because it's Why the new I moon now. Chinese New Year celebrations. You're the Wood Dragon. Kanye West released his Vultures album. You're and the has, Woodstock. Uh, yeah, the the woodchuck. Oh, you mean Taylor Swift? Well, it was after Groundhog's Day. Then he could chuck as much wood as a woodchuck woodchuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, makes sense. Yep. I get the logic where you're coming from with this. Yep. <laughs> Don't know if uh, Sven and Oli are, oh, are still together or not. Oh, dude. So, so I went to Colorado, <laughs> and I and it's when I first moved to Denver, and I got a job at this electrical parts house, and 
because it was winter, so there was no electrician job. So I got a job at the parts house for a little bit, obviously, as an electrician, you know, that made that, you know, like, oh, yeah, you already know all the parts. So, um, so I got a job at the parts house and some lady, call, some guy calls in and his name was, or no, no, a lady called in. Her name was Lena. And fucking, she had something. It's killing me through the phone conversation. I'm dying right inside, and I'm still young, right? And so I'm like, "Yeah, Lena, yeah." And then after I get off the phone, I turned around. And I was like, "I was just on the phone with somebody named Lena," and they all look at me and they're like, "Okay." And I was like, "Do you suppose her husband's name was Oli?" And everybody's like, "I, I don't know. I've never met her husband." I was like, the fuck? God damn it! <laughs> Maybe her husband's name's Sven. Yeah, it might have been Sven, you know, after they get... <laughs> How are you controlling my volume? You know, if you hadn't a fucking cracked a grin and lost it a little bit, I, <laughs> I was totally blaming that on my cat. I'm sitting here, and what the reason I right. hit you is because my wife was trying to ask me something and I couldn't hear her and I didn't want her to be heard. So I hit mute and freaking uh, turned off the volume and then I'll say, turn back on. I'm like, Oh, the cat's not done listening to Marcus's video. Well, well here's, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All the people on YouTube also wanted to hear the music. So when you muted the music, they weren't hearing it on YouTube. So I unmuted it so they could hear it. What the hell? Yeah. Too I'm many cooks. <laughs> I think there is a slight echo. It's coming oh, weird. coming on my end. It might but be. But it was cracking me up because I'm sitting here and I keep do undoing it yes. and or doing it and then I turn to turn away and I think the cat's undoing it. And then I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, I'll just turn the volume down. Because the cat's obviously somehow hitting the button to undo the mute. And I don't know how. Because the right. cat was sitting right here on, next to the keyboard. And I'm like, cat's just fucking with me here. The volume on the video is this volume that goes out to the stream. Okay. So you're muting the, the master stream. So the song wasn't playing for the people on YouTube. And then we were talking during the silences through the video. <laughs> Which is a really funny bit. Oh, fuck, it's hilarious. And I'm sitting here turning off the volume to the sound thing, and then the freaking, I think the cat's turning it back on, so I keep turning it off, and then I see, and I know Alan Marcus figured out something weird was going on, because all of a sudden I see him grin, because he can see I'm trying to figure out how the fuck this keeps happening. Like, how does the cat keep doing this? The cat's even turning the volume up. Like, wow, this is amazing. Fuzzy Lumpkins. Fuzzy Lumpkins. Like, how did you do this? Fuzzy Lumpkins is our technical director and will be credited right. at the end of the show. Oh, shit. Yes. That was very funny. How's my echo now? Is it echoing? Echoing. Echoing. Does it play back my voice as an echo? I can't hear any echoing. No, it does not. It's improved. Yeah. So we're always doing the sound test to determine if the sound is going to the listeners <laughs> on YouTube. It's important to it know. Is. Right. 
Yes. yes, it is the best. That's what we strive for, sound-wise. Yeah, because, you know, you wouldn't want to miss a single word that we say. We say only the most important things. Did you hear oh. the music on this Cetaphil ad? No, I did not. I, I did not see this Cetaphil ad at all. Cetaphil is a... It's a it's a facial cleansing product, so you can wash that's, that's off your soap, right? But it's also makeup remover. For um, that's gross. I'm not well, in Hollywood. My wife's not mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Okay, sure. So this commercial is not for you. <laughs> no, you're not the demographic. No. Not wearing cover boys or um, what's the name of the uh, there were some other names for men wearing makeup, I don't remember what they are now, but this is for fathers and daughters. Uh, could have been oh, I don't keep yeah. up with the terminology. Guyliner was one that they were using, hey, Brian. Sure. So Cetaphil is a product for everybody who has a face and wants to wash their face. Dads and daughters found a new way to connect. Uh-oh. Is this about pedophilia? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. It does. It does it, it, okay. It does read incestuous if this is the only screenshot you see. Mm -hmm. Somebody better yeah. call Dr. Cetaphil. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Dr. Nephil. 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 Pedophil. Schmatophil. These are these are the new Super Bowl commercials that are being released before the Super Bowl. I thought to be a Super Bowl commercial, you'd have to premiere during the super bowl now they're putting them on twitter and youtube before the super bowl so kind of well, doesn't that take all the fun out of it at the super bowl that's that's so. what i thought yeah yeah mm -hmm. right i thought the the whole fun of the super bowl is so that way you can watch the shitty programming for the things that you're never gonna that you're only gonna dream of buying throughout the year except for the cheap beer which you will buy plenty of, so that way you can't really think and worry about all the other things you could not buy because your life sucks. Uh-huh. And your life will improve so much more when you have a clean, happy, acne-free face using Cetaphil's moisturizers and cleansers while watching the Super Bowl on Sunday with your father. Is this a father. No, this is a friendship bracelet. Like a bukkake one? made for the father. What's this about the oil on the face? <laughs> What's going on? Mm -hmm. It's for teenage daughters to feel confident about themselves sitting with their father on the couch with beautiful radiant skin, I think is the message here. So with Taylor Swift dating a football player, a lot of women have decided that maybe football is something that is interesting to them. A lot of advertisers are now creating ads for women who are going to be watching the Super Bowl because Taylor Swift told them to vote. 
This seems a whole lot smarter of an advertising campaign than the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Yeah. See, you know, because because I get the idea is is uh, a, you know, most companies because they're no longer interested in just being uh, a family business that makes a good product and they pass it on to their son and they get the honor of having generational products that are made extraordinarily well and their family gets to thrive off of this business that they make a name off of and that's no longer the case and this other corporate model that they have also includes the need for growth if you don't have the growth then you die and so they've reached the cap of their markets uh most of these uh products uh be it bud light or uh you know, the things in the Super Bowl, even uh, where you saw the NBA went through a number of years of real stagnation. The NHL uh, baseball almost completely went under where a lot of these uh, uh, staples of American culture are now going under. And that's because they were under this growth model where rather than producing something good and sturdy and stable, they needed just a corporate growth of just consistent, uh, consistent uh, new purchasers. And now they've run into a spot where with that cap of their traditional people, now they have to bring in weird things in order to draw other people. And Bud Light mm -hmm. went with going for the liberal, you know, crowd and so they tried with the transsexual where the nfl uh went with uh taylor swift in order to bring in the female crowd it seems like that was probably a much better idea because although mm -hmm. while, while i'm sure they're getting quite a bit of uh, blowback from some of the more aggressive male figures for the most part they've probably true you know doubled their market share on the year you know fucking for mm -hmm. what's going on with how many people are tuning in, purchasing things, uh, things like the that. plateau. Yeah, the business plateaus. Everybody knows about it, so they're not going to get any more viewers. Or mm -hmm. yeah, by advertising, you know, like Jello plateaued yeah. years ago. You haven't seen Jello ads since what? Bill Cosby. But people still buy it, I think. Maybe people know about Jello. Gelatin is that? Oh yeah, Jello still on every every store shelf. It still dominates the the yeah. Jello or, or the gelatin and the pudding market. Mm -hmm. It still dominates those for sure. But you won't see an ad for it because it's already out there. It's like yeah. their growth has plateaued. Yeah. If you like pudding, you already know about Jello. You like gelatin? That's the yeah. demographic. I, I'm the standing desk uh, kombucha drinker kind of guy. This is just water. It's not actually kombucha. That stuff is oh, too no. powerful for a live stream. I probably get, uh, just knocked over. Don't, don't, need Alan, don't need Marcus getting antsy in his pants. There's too much no, sugar. You know much, what happened last time. Too much sugar. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> I said money shot. Is that what I said? Yeah, we don't want to, we know what happened last time he did that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and only three Ricolas per hour, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I get one more. Oh, no. Oh, man. 
Yeah, you, you seem like you were starting to get a little twitchy. Settle your fuck down. You know, try and... Trying to ground myself. Space it out. Space it out. I'm trying to space out. Bill and Tano, one of his roosters came after him, then sons of bitches. He lost. This year, this year I'm thinking about catching Henry and sticking him in a cage. I don't want to fight with Henry this year. We got too many new people running around. Henry's just too much. I think we're Maybe it's to time for him to relocate. Maybe he should go to Twitch, put him in a cage, put a webcam on him, and just have a 24-7 Henry stream. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, at the same time, Henry's Henry's train is giant this year. It's only fucking it's only February and it's almost touching the ground from on top of the chicken coop already. I'm like, wow. Cool. Huh? Cool. Yeah, five his train's already almost five feet and it's only January or wow. February. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's, he's not on the plateau. His feathers are growing and growing. Yeah, he's not on the plateau, but most of these large corporations are on the plateau. And so they've got to divest into other things. And like Jim said, like Jello is such a staple that nobody calls it gelatin. It's Jello. Like that's what you call it. Yeah, it's such a staple. There's zero reason to even advertise it. They've completely wiped out any other competition. It's either Jell-O or the local store uh, off-brand. That's the two choices you yeah, have. Yeah. You know, and maybe an organic weird one over in some other corner of the store somewhere. Like, right. <laughs> they're probably they're... all made in the same factory, too. They just slap a generic label on it. Yeah. No, the organic one is not made in the same factory because I got to tell you, I'm all about, you know, uh, heritage and organic and fresh picked. And I, I've tried the organic puddings. That is not, it, it's not good. It's, it's just not great. I, a friend of mine got in the shampoo business. He was making dog shampoo. And uh, he went to the shampoo factory. They showed him all around. All the shampoos, they had like 50 different brands that they would make. They all came out of the same spigot. Had different flavors in it, different scents, but it was all the same basic shampoo. And they put like, you know, like all these different labels on it, you know, like uh hard G spigot, tresemme, ooh la la, baffame. You bet. And then they make dog shampoo, goat shampoo, goat baffame, goat shampoo. Just like the Cisco sh truck shows up behind the fancy restaurant, the truck stop, the fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, they all use the same Crisco grease from the Cisco and truck. I've heard that people that worship Baphomet suck the most dick. That they <laughs> like to lick taint. Like, you know, if you would ever claim that you're a hashishine, you are the biggest cunt I've ever met. That's just, you know, straight out. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. <laughs> also, people name her Reth. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I've heard, I've heard that they have genital warts. 
That is a rumor we're spreading. We don't want anyone <laughs> else to get genital warts. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, better, Allegedly. Better, better to be uh, <laughs> safe than apologetic later. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't want to share toilet seats at the Super Bowl. No. 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 That's not, you know, because that would ruin the Taylor Swift concert. It would. So who cleans the public toilets at the the law uh, the courthouse? Does that guy have a special title? Uh, Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> does it? Does the uh, judge have a separate chamber pot behind the curtain? That's a good question. I'm sure. Yeah. He, he does. You know, judge you would think that if you guys sit there through court for that long, uh, you would just have one like right there. Like yeah, he's sitting on it all the time, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like Drink whenever I leave the courtroom, you just hear. <laughs> There's a little rope, and you just pull the rope down, and you see the water flush. <laughs> That's what the rope is for. There's also a rope attached to the soap. Alan Marcus does the same thing. He's just got only it's like a two liter bottle. So you don't uh, want to know what he uses for the other end. Uh, Pickle jar. Pickle jar. Pickle jar. But don't but don't ask again. <laughs> Is it a large pickle jar? Or do, you know like like a bread and butter butter one or like the big kosher full size? <laughs> I'm sure it just depends on the day. If you've had Taco Bell recently. <laughs> I haven't because the prices are ridiculous. Taco Bell is expensive now. That's not even food. I told you, I went downtown to Minneapolis and all the restaurants were like 17, 18, or 19 dollars for a dinner. All of them fast food, slow food, buffets didn't matter. They're How all much do they want for the happy endings down at the at the parlors? Is that your problem? The the sniffs were free. The sn oh, <laughs> oh, I thought you paid not to sniff. <laughs> no, the woman said, "Come on in, come on in. There it is. Go go smell it. Go smell it. Go smell it. You'll want to buy it once you smell it." So we walked. We didn't want to be rude. We walked around, wafted in the, wafted in the, and then walked out. Yeah, it was not. It was not the. It was not the the greatest cat you'd ever smelled. It was not the new year yet. It was still the old year there. <laughs> We wanted the fresh stuff for that price anyway. That's true. So your dad would take you to a massage parlor, but not to make it. We're, make we're, it mixing, we're mixing our metaphors here. I, I was taking we'll him make out. make like a tree and get the fuck out of here with this shit. 
I was taking him out to eat. Oh, you're yeah, taking him weekly. Yeah. So you could have taken him to Megas Books. Yes, but it was well the parking issue. You know, it's like how far. Dinky Fountain does have shitty parking. It's not it's, in. It's Dinky not in Dinky Town anymore. It's off of it's Central. Not in the Dinky. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where sent about Central. There's not a whole lot of parking. Not a whole lot of parking in the city. Parking. So it's about like. And the sun is setting too. So do you want to park your car, as the sun is setting? Where there's black people. Where there's any type of people. <laughs> yeah, people are the worst any type of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck like three days ago fucking steve played this video that at the beginning of his show and it was like everybody is racist and it was this little comedy skit and i was laughing so fucking hard and then his guest came in like halfway through it and she's just like and then she takes and he's like and Steve's laughing still and she starts talking about it and takes the exact opposite part because she'd only come in and seen like a bit of it and it sounded crazy if you came in right you know at yeah. the end of it you're like what the fuck's going on here like, <laughs> it's like they're trying to paint everybody as racist like they're just doing this to twist the world like I can Oh fuck! It was so hilarious. And if you just got here, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to talk about books now. Uh, the the books have not plateaued. There is a whole generation of new readers. Uh, new readers. Yep. Some of them may be nude readers, Instagram models, and influencers, because reading is so sexy. Gen Z turns to physical books and libraries. Book sales boom as wow. readers escape the oversaturation and noise of the Wild West digital landscape. This is uh, Kaya Gerber. No, she's a Gerber baby all grown up now. She's reading a book. She's launched a book club. She's also the daughter of Cindy Crawford. Oh, I bet her parents got the Gerber Life program for her. Yes, her mother is Cindy Crawford. They loved her. Oh, right. it's Cindy Crawford's kid. That, 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 yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. And she's reading yeah, a New York Times bestseller. That's 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 some fucking '90s nostalgia. Sexy Cindy Crawford. Selling before they were before they were doing man women. Super Bowl Pepsi. You're weird if you don't think it's sexy. There are entire TikTok accounts dedicated to Generation Z's reading habits and suggesting books for them to read. And then I read through this article and I get to the end and they're talking about sad girl genres and uh, other celebrities who are reading books. And then there's some Z Gen Z approved literary merch that I can buy directly from um, the publishers who are selling books here like Bonfire to sell a if you love me shirt I, I have a question yeah at the end of last week you were going on about uh some girly novel that some girl wrote with right. jenna bush interviewing and now this week you're talking about some girly novel are you reading girly novels 
<laughs> I would like to. You would like to read some girly novels? Uh, yes. You know, it's you know, like when they say that tricks is just for kids, that it, mm -hmm. it's it's not, and you you could also be an adult and eat tricks, but even though they call it a girly novel, you as a boy could could still go purchase one. What, Wuthering Heights, Little Women. Sure, there's there's some literature. Charlotte Bronte. There's there's female authors. So well, they, they were, these are not the, the books that you've been presenting to us the last couple weeks that it would almost no, that no. you have interest in. No, the the books that are sold today, I'm interested in numbers, finances, trends, these types of deals. And the are you gonna write a girly book? You know, I'm I'm doing I'm doing the groundwork to figure out what kind of books that they'd want to read. I guess I'd have, well, we'd have to ask our female viewers. Some men also like to get pegged by their women. And mm -hmm. I understand that these things exist in the world. I just don't understand them. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and Rice did write a lot of books. She used a pen name in writing her more... Vampire uh, Lady? Uh, book Lady? Yes, the Vampire Book Lady. She wrote a series of erotic fairy tales under the name Rockelier, or you know, she didn't use her Anne Rice name. She wrote some filthy stories in which um, who was who was the princess on the bed who was falling asleep and the rose bushes growing under. She needed to be wakened by Prince Charming with a kiss. Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in her story, Sleeping Beauty is asleep, but she's that awoken. is because I've never been pegged, Stacy. It wasn't a kiss that awoke Sleeping Beauty in this novel. It was Prince Charming and his thrust of greatness into her awakenness. I haven't tried it. I haven't read women's books. I'm not trying either of these things. I have a chainsaw. I'm just going to stick to that. I will go outside and chainsaw and do stuff sure sure so i mean i'm gonna leave the getting pegged to art that, that's an interesting question then are, are there are there books are there books for women and then there's books for men and then is there a middle ground where there's books for you men and not women? have a chainsaw stacy that's not a chainsaw. That is that is like your 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 pegging thing. It's a it's a it's a it's a pretend. It's like when my it's like when my grandson has his little tool thing and he it's a hammer. It is. It's not a penis, Stacy. Have they resupplied the Target stores with the Stanley Cups? The ones that are full of lead? Was that what was in them? They were pink, and they were sold at Target. And this was a cultural moment we all shared together. Uh, I think it was uh, <laughs> they had lead because uh, I you don't recommend pegging with a chainsaw. Holy shit, no. That's like, uh, that's like that movie with uh, Kevin Spacey and Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a woof, duh. That's not going to help our politicians not want to talk now, about I would recommend most of our politicians try that at least once. 
Right. Uh, I think they both do. sides of the aisle participating in it. Yeah, bipartisanship of if, how, how can they hold a seat? How can they hold a seat in Congress if they can't sit down because their taint's been completely wrecked? Why do you know that that's what would happen? <laughs> it's when the left cheek embraces the right cheek. This is this this is the story we'd write. How how extreme do we have to write a book to be able to sell it today? That's a good question. You you want to write a book? We with, have not even with, been able to make an actual functional video for my thing. How the heck are you going to write a book? Oh, AI helps us write the book. It's simple. We can let an AI write our book. It's not our book. It's a book. We just take the profits. We just collect the money. We don't actually use our names on the book. What are we going to call ourselves? The Three Stooges? <laughs> the sons of Noah, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. I am not being a son of Noah. What the fuck? We need to sell I would, this. I would to rather be Shep. We need to sell this a son to of Noah. Christians and Mormons. And he's alive. not even one of the Stooges. Nobody counts him as a Stooge. That's why it's still the three Stooges. Nobody even counts Shep. Classic Stooge. Moe and Curly and Larry. And sometimes Shep. Shep. Oh my. They had a sister, didn't they? A sister. I think she was in some of their movies. The Three Stooges? Mm -hmm. I don't ever recall a girl, but maybe. It would have been funny. Yeah. I watched a lot of Three Stooges. I did also when I was a kid, but we didn't really have very any options for TV and stuff. Three Stooges and what are the the kids? The Little Rascals. Little Rascals. Yeah. 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 Super. Uh, super weird. All these. They're all orphans and they're living on the street and they've got a little club, a little secret society. Oh. Like handshakes and. That, no, that whole no girls allowed. Thing really is weird, isn't it? Super weird. Like, like, cause everybody I know in their grandparents' generation, there's one of their grandparents or two or three are an orphan. You're like, what is with that gen particular generation that there was so fucking many orphans? What was the going on there? It is such a weird thing. And the orphan trains and uh -huh. yeah. we'll have to get uh, like Python meaning a life type thing going on, you know, like with the Catholics. We're like, oh, that one fell out. I didn't even mm -hmm. know I was pregnant. Well, I just leave that one. <laughs> Too many mouths to feed. Ah. Mm -hmm. How can we get to the bottom of it? How do we solve world hunger? Any ideas? We could write a book. Mm -hmm. Like a cookbook? I, I, I don't see where, you know, as long as people don't desire to be self-sufficient, uh, as long as there's civilization, uh, I don't see where you could possibly uh, ever, ever... Uh, defeat world hunger because the only thing that ever caused hunger in the first place was this 
putting your uh, needs into somebody else's hands. And even if you were doing it yourself, yes, yeah. there's going to be years that shit happens. But in an independent community, when shit happens, the whole community comes together around it. And, you know, like out in the mountains here, none of us have uh, none of us have fire insurance. They won't even give it to us. But when somebody's house burns down, all of a sudden the next weekend, there's 50 there's 50 mountain ass fucks sitting around with fucking chunks of wood and their own tools. And they got all of a sudden you got a house back, at, you know, in like a week. And it might not be what you had before or whatever, but they'll get together and, you know, make sure you're taken care of. And the same thing would apply with, uh, uh, with food. You know, if you, yeah. if your family just ran upon a hard time, you got like a, something happened to your crop and the people around had more, they would share with you. Where at this point we've all become so horribly dependent on these corporations to yeah. feed us that there's no accounting for it. I mean, yeah, like people should have woken up during uh, coronavirus at the very beginning. There were these food shortages in the grocery stores. Yeah, it was like actually in reality a shipping shortage, but mm-hmm. yeah, there was no food to buy. So, Which I mean, was in actual reality, not a shipping shortage. It was a letting shipping come into the country shortage because living in California, you could go down to the bay and the fucking it was an ocean of tankers uh, and cargo ships sitting outside the fucking bay because they wouldn't let anything come in. Well, yeah. And having lived through all this. So who all of the people that live through this, they should be growing a garden this year. They should already yeah. have something. I mean, why wouldn't you? You're just setting yourself up for the same thing. I mean, a lot of people don't know what they're going to eat tomorrow. It's yeah. Not, not that they don't can't afford it. It's because they haven't gone to the store and picked it up yet. You know how how do yeah. people how are people going to survive if they can't survive them, themselves? You know, take care of yourselves. What was, that, what was that you put up? That is going back to these agrochemical companies and weed killers. So the government has banned for a second time, U.S. court has banned for a second time, some of these weed killers from companies like Bayer. Don't they make aspirins? Uh, well, Bayer, Bayer bought out Monsanto. Okay. So... You know, they they are, it's called Bear now, but when you say Bear, you need to think Monsanto. Uh, that's so they, they bought that up, you know, given the little name switch, knowing that that lawsuit was getting ready to hit. And the thing is, is they're going to survive this lawsuit and everybody's like, yay, they're getting sued. They're going to survive this because the thing that people don't understand is, when Monsanto came through, and I was a little kid when this shit happened, and the, the way that they sold their product was they went in, and what, what's going on with Monsanto is is specifically uh, uh, Roundup and whatnot, uh, it kills all plant life. Well, they genetically modified their soybeans, wheat, and corn to survive Roundup, and so... That made it so you were allowed to now you didn't have to do any of the normal conventional weeding 
and and caretaking in your fields, which was half your operation. You could just uh -huh. quit, go down the field with either a plane or a sprayer, hit it with fucking Roundup, nuke everything in the field, and uh, your seeds would survive. Well, then what happened was is at the end of the season, when the seeds start pollinating, that would pollinate your neighbor's field and they would get some Monsanto DNA in their, into their crop. Well, then Monsanto would sue them saying that they had their special DNA. And with Monsanto or Bayer now seeds, you can't grow. Uh, it's not a true to seed. So whatever the, the fruit was, it's not the seed will not grow that same fruit. Mm -hmm. um, they've taken that away in their GMO process. So in order for you to now fix things, including this weeding problem, because now they've made, if they're taking away the other different pesticides and these people have become so horribly dependent on the, them, the herbicides this, or herbicides, I mean, Mm -hmm. And and because of this uh, roundup in Monsanto situation, when uh, they be made people completely dependent on these herbicides, the shift that's going to have to happen in the agricultural community in order to see this happen is going to be absolutely fucking insane. Insane. Yes, it, it is insane. And the... The That's why they're getting in all the illegals. Somebody's got to pick the weeds out the fields. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah. that is spot on. Absolutely. That's a real thing. The the picking of the crops, but also just the managing of it. And the herbicides. Now, if the herbicides are linked to causing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and Parkinson's disease. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of terrible to think that a, a person from another country moved into to the farming work is going to be now exposed to Parkinson's and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and whatever residual. Well, not, not if they're taking out all these pesticides, though. Right. But there's a transition period between... Well like J James just said, you know, like this town of mental said, no one's illegal. And I understand what you're saying, mm -hmm. but I'm also understand that uh, if you go to Oregon, look at the situation that you had up there with uh, uh, what's his nuts, the guru, where he turned around and imported enough people. Osho. Osho. Where he imported enough people to start, uh, making his own laws and completely upsetting the entire mm -hmm. system that was there and just destroyed that whole city and that whole area because of it. So yeah. while a person can say no one is illegal, it, it, it's not natural at all to not have some semblance of uh, propriety in your home area to, you can't only accept anybody in that, that would be, yeah, I mean, it's all good, well and good to, you know, oh, I love everybody. And I do. And I actually, as Odin says, if you show up at my house, I'm going to give you a place by the fire to warm yourself up and give you something to eat and drink. That's what Odin told me to do. But does that mean that I should allow you who's never lived in my community, doesn't know anything about how we operate, come in and now have a say so in my community and 
and we are a welfare state. So not only do you get full rights as a compared to all the other people who've been putting into this whole program, but now we've got to feed you also and on our dollar and you may or may not ever put back into said system. Sure. That's not very feasible. And then what happens if the welfare state ends and the benefits extended to these displaced individuals, now they don't have any food to eat because they can't, they're not getting money to pay for their food. What are they going to do? Go steal the food, turn to crime. They're so far away from home. And now you've taken away their um, little visa card, their prepaid gift card to go and shop at Walmart's. And now they don't have money to take that away from yeah. all these young guys. Well, what are they going to do then? Yeah. Exactly. And it's then, and then they can't even, they can't work. Like they don't, like you said, they don't have a visa card. They had whatever was on that gift card, unless we're going to keep refilling that gift card. It's a danger to businesses to hire people. If you're paying cash on the table, well, now you're breaking other laws in other areas. It's it's difficult. Yeah, and under the table, you're undercutting. Even if there wasn't money or greed there, Tunnel Mental, mm -hmm. I wouldn't let you come over and raid my garden either. If you just moved up into my into my area, like right now, I live in a small community, and each one of us puts into the little area into the pot, and each one of us eats out of the pot and according to your system four people can just move in and start eating out of our pot and we're all supposed to be cool with that like that's crazy that doesn't mean i'm greedy or that any of us are greedy or that we don't recognize that this person has free will and is a free person that means if you want stuff you should, as an adult, you need to take self-responsibility and provide for yourself and coming and taking out of, and just eating out of my hand because you didn't take care of things in your place. That, that does, isn't kosher. You don't get to come start eating off our system. When I go and to Six Flags, when I go to Six Flags and I wait in line for the Batman ride for two hours and all these other people cut in line and the place is closing and I've waited in line all day to get mine. And now I can't ride the Batman ride because all these people had passes to go in front of me and they took my spot. That's going to anger a different group of people. I'm, I'm not seeing a situation in which everybody is happy. One side is going to be angry or the other side is going to be angry. It's just going to lead to anger somehow down the line. And if we don't figure this out now, it's going to be a lot worse because we haven't figured it out. And is that the intention of these, of the people that are busing in other groups of people into different locations? Yeah. And then this whole, the world abundance thing, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the world, you just walk around and you don't have to put in work and you get to eat freely. The world definitely is abundant. But everybody needs to, right. to put in work to do that. Even the nomadic uh, natives, when they say that they didn't farm, that means that they didn't stop and plow a field and oversee that singular field. They went and they encouraged the in the areas where the buffalo went, they encouraged the plants to grow 
uh, around the watering holes that the buffaloes like. They also did their own encouraging of plant life mm -hmm. where they went in and put in their own uh, food and whatnot that they didn't oversee. Uh, it's a very similar thing to the way they claim that so many people were illiterate back in the day when they could read, just not in Latin. You weren't an educated man and you were illiterate if you couldn't read in Latin. That doesn't mean you couldn't read. You just couldn't mm -hmm. read fucking Latin. Who gives a shit about Latin? So now we get into the conversation about borders and boundaries. So if I'm up in Minnesota and people cross the border into Texas, not going to really affect me. If they move no. up to Oklahoma, probably not going to affect me. If they're in Minneapolis, okay, it's a city, I get it. But if they start moving up into northern Minnesota, then I'm going to have more cars on the road and fewer parking spots at the grocery store. Okay. now I'm a little, little bit annoyed. Now, if they start parking in my driveway and I can't park my car there, well, now we're going to have a bit of a problem. But then if I go into my house and I see that they're eating out of my refrigerator and I'm bringing home new groceries and they're, and they just turn my groceries, start eating my groceries. Well, I'm going to get a lot more annoyed. If I go up into my bathroom and notice, well, they, bombed it and they didn't clean it up and now i can't take a shower because they didn't clean the shower. and then i go into my bedroom and then they're waiting in my bed clothes off welcoming with open arms saying come on in and join the fun well now i think they've crossed too many boundaries so where do i draw the boundary and maybe i should have drawn it a lot sooner before they were in my bedroom getting intimate with my bed sheets and my pillow and yeah, boundaries are great. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. The only people that that uh it's it's very interesting how many of the people that are very anti-boundary also don't have anything themselves, like don't own their own land, don't don't, you know, uh they aren't the type of people that have things. Well, of course you're all about not having boundaries. Sure. As soon as you start having your own land. And other people come and start trying to take from your land or do something on your land. Do you own your Do you own your body? Yeah. So if we're talking about consent, yes, consent Serious is important. Boundary. So I I own my body and I am very um, concerned about what I put into it or what I welcome into it or out of you know just my my body's a certain boundary and i have a bigger bubble so i don't like when people come in and you know hug me or glomp on me when i'm out walking about so there's people have different boundaries some people have that that's okay what i'm saying is personal private property if you have a tuna sandwich and you write your name on it and you're going to eat it for lunch and you put it in the community refrigerator, and when it goes to lunchtime, you open it up, and there's nothing in the refrigerator, you don't have a lunch to eat. How many days the are you going to go abundant, man. bringing a tuna sandwich the and giving it away? Abundant, man. Like, why are you being greedy about your abundance, man? There's, there's abundance, well, but it takes I brought time. my lunch. You didn't, you fuck. If it was so abundant, why'd you take mine? Yeah, like, it, go get your own. <laughs> if you know, it takes time. Even even fast food takes time to order and deliver it. So when I've got 15 minutes to eat lunch, man, I got my lunch right there. I plan my future out, and then someone just snatches it up before I get to it. I've well, seen what you eat. They've got to be desperate to eat what you're eating too. <laughs> yeah, this guy ate like old tuna out of a bag. I've seen it. It's true. 
Mm, tuna. It wasn't even tuna. It was like some like chunky fish chunks of something. Oh, a pickled pickled herring out of a yeah, a little bit of white wine in it. Uh huh. Yeah. Delicious. It was vague chunks of vague meat colored stuff. Mackerel over there somewhere. (laughs) So that's all I'm saying. If you're eating his stuff, you're dead. That just shows you definitely are not. That's it's, it's not good. That's true, but I'm not. I'm not suggesting anybody go ahead and change their dietary habits to disgusting food so other people don't eat it. That's a terrible way to live your life. Is by making your property disgusting so people don't want to camp out on it. You don't yeah. want to make your place unlivable so that other people don't come and live there because now you're living it's, it's, in a terrible situation. This is literally talking like like if you ever lived in California, they're basically living out what's going this whole conversation where there is a huge problem with squatters where fuckers will come stay on people's lands mm-hmm. and just because you didn't notice that somebody was on your land for like fucking two weeks all of a sudden you go through legal hell to try and get them off your land you rent yeah, to somebody yeah. and if they don't quit paying their rent getting them out of the house that they're renting impossible uh if you like say say you move to another area and you leave a house and it's for sale, two things happen. Everybody, as soon as that thing goes up for sale, realizes that there's nobody in that house and comes and steals anything that's stealable up to, and this is not a fucking like uh, a metaphor. Literally on this particular mountain, when we moved here, there was a house down here now that house exists over here. They took the whole fucking house apart because <laughs> that guy wasn't in his house for like a year. They took the whole fucking house. Like, this is what <laughs> happens with that mindset. Like, they took the whole fucking house. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like you, you, you leave your place. Motherfuckers here are, are putting dibs on it within minutes. Yeah, thieves stole that two hundred foot structure from the Alabama radio station. That's hilarious. And it was nailed down. It was tied down. They they severed those lines and they picked it right up and they walked away with it. They were probably running signal through it when it happened. Hmm. <clears throat> this is not the yeah, actual they, power they, I was going The part where they put unbelievable theft, you have never met a tweaker. I <laughs> <laughs> think meth heads were in on this. They all got together and said, That's our. Let's stay. Let's. let's uh, and they grunted back and forth and then they took it away. Yeah. One, one of them was holding the broom and his buddy was spinning him around and they took off. Dude, DeWalt, the DeWalt line of 20-volt tools has made things so easy. You can go up there with a bandsaw, with a fucking, with a fucking yeah, yeah. angle grinder, with a cutoff wheel. What you want, baby? They've even got a fucking, because it's got a 60-volt flex setup yeah. that you can put two batteries in and make it 120-volt. Fuck, you can go up there with a jackhammer. Oh, bop, 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 bop. You roll up with all that shit in the back of your Honda Civic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tweaker ingenuity is pretty amazing. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I guess we'll write a book about how to um, not have your stuff stolen, which could also be read as a guide to borrow stuff. In any given city. Mm-hmm. Good luck parking your car. I know motherfuckers at least once a week. There's a right. paper in the paper in Reading. There's a story about some dude sleeping in his vehicle that woke up because somebody was underneath cutting off the Cadillac converter underneath his vehicle <laughs> while he was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it seems someone's already written the book on how to be a thief and how to steal anything. Where do they pick up this knowledge? Just they just learn it on the streets, the school of hard knocks. Well, what what amazes me is the lengths that some of these people will go through to steal shit when like uh-huh. you could go get a job. Like you just spent uh-huh. fucking like 23 hours in possible extreme jail time right. to make like $58. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you could go work minimum wage and you're kicking ass compared to that. What the hell? <laughs> and I'm not even a job per- type person. I live on a farm and I have animals and shit. Like, I'm not even a job person, but at some point in time, you got to do the math. Jeez. Yeah. So they're, they're not doing the math, they're doing the meth. They're doing the math. Yeah, they're doing the math. Yeah, math, math. Like <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well done. They go move into an abandoned silo and fill it up with furniture they've stolen <laughs> and then poop in buckets and survive like kings out there. Like, how do you do that? Pickle jars. You put Pickle the lid on. They have whole cities here. <laughs> whole cities. Like oh, wow. It's amazing the little the little the homeless and they, they'll bust them every summer. They'll go in and, and pick like one encampment and it'll take them the whole summer to clean it up and everything. And they just move across the street or down the street or whatever. And it's it's like it's a complex. Like some of these things, these tent little tent setups that they have with fucking pallets and shit like that, it's it's more elaborate than you would ever imagine. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Amazing. Don't try any, don't try any stunts at home, guys. These are <laughs> tweaker-only stunts. You've got to be so high out of your mind to even attempt any of this nonsense stuff. And I don't think Fat Batman's going to save anybody. <laughs> he is definitely not on meth. No. no, he's not. He's not the superhero to protect us. Nor is he on meth. Jesus Christ! Look at how far down <laughs> his fucking it. his thighs are sagging over his knees. Like that is so scary. <laughs> That's true. It's a scary future we're in. Disconnected from reality. Oh, shit. <laughs> do you have anything left on your notes? I do not. Yeah. We got one more recola allowed for me. One more recola allowed. Do I go with the lemon mint sugar free, the berry medley, or the um, honey uh, herb? You know, honey herb. You know, you get a little. You know, that one sounds awesome, but that seems like that might. You know, the the second one seems like it might get you a little antsy. You better skip that one. 
they're all I like the sugar-free variety for the great tasting soothing relief they come in 19 wrap drops and a nice convenient package you can even well, what did they the use way. to replace the sugar uh, love they put love in it. you get nine <laughs> drops this fits right in your pocket too they come in all these convenient packages look for all the options of of, of ricola that's your walmart your cvs your walgreens online anytime uh we have a p.o box too to send us ricola we, go, we run through at least three a show so you do the math math <laughs> This is if we want to send us mail. You have to actually write things on a real piece of paper and then put it in a real envelope. And then you need to put a real stamp on it. And then if you put that in your real mailbox, a man or a woman or a it or something like that will come and take it from the box. And supposedly it will end up in this box right here if you write this address on it weaving spiders welcome sweet to not sweet like like sweet like s-u-i-t sweet 279-307-S dot ninth av walla walla like all the game shows back in the 80s washington Nine nine three six deuce. Nine nine three six two. That's a real zip code. Walla Walla, Washington is a real place, and this is a real PO box. And this is a real mind. 